to the Binge Watch Podcast, where myself and my friends will sit around and talk about the TV shows that we like, how we watch them, and more importantly, why we watch them, and we'll try to capture the natural flow of our conversations that this group of friends has been having over the course of the years. Oh, and did I mention we have drinks? Now here's Fall into Flux from their album, From the Outside Looking In. Man, you got to worry about the skin tearing for you. <laughs> right. Yes, that. Did you get all your dick pics looked at? Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of. I sort still of. still have a little, little. Save some for later. Well, you know. Seen one dick pic. He's <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> turns to the left, turns to the right. <laughs> Capped, uncapped. <laughs> Flip it, rub it, smack it down. Smack it up, rub it all down. Right. This is episode uh, 24. 24? Should we dedicate it to what was the... Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, this one's for Kiefer yeah. Sutherland, bitches. For all those the following ones. events took place over 24 episodes. Like <laughs> over a year. <laughs> so uh, 24, next next time it'd be 25. That's, Half a, that's, that's a, quarter. a quarter of a century. Yeah. When did we start was that? doing these? Sober Jubilee. January-ish. Wow. Let me see when the first one was posted. I mean, I guess you have to go on when you actually post them. I, guess. I don't have to do anything. You ain't the boss of me. Right. Nobody's, nobody's telling me what to do. Tell those people from Russia, write us and tell us. <laughs> well, the Inuit Russians, <laughs> they're done with you, yeah. brother. Fuckers. They're mad at me. Fuckers. Oh, that's, that's a long, wrong, clicky thing. The long, the long, clicky thing. So, episode we have Paul the Bearded. Increasingly bearded wonder. Yes. Winter is coming. Is expanding. <laughs> That's right. Voluminous. I, you know, I teased it up a little bit. I was going for that uh, that that Dallas hair. <laughs> Early eighties yeah, Dallas yeah, hair. Make, it, make some wall bangs in your beard, there, dude. I could. <laughs> what are wall bangs? You know the the eighties yeah, hair. Oh, the wall bangs. Is that the official? Oh, the wall bangs. Yeah. I was yeah. Right. I thought a lot, like a wall bang is just something. Well, that's you know yeah. rough sex wall at two of, in the morning. <laughs> well, yeah. then, then, there, yeah. then there's the yeah the wall bang. Yeah. You hold yeah. her up against the wall. He was yeah. thinking more of the Wahlberg <laughs> or the the headboard knocker. Yeah, yeah. this then, headboard's knocking. Don't bother <laughs> cocking. <laughs> See, there you go. Right <laughs> more, to wieners. Right more to cock Every, stuff. <laughs> Everything leads to wieners with Paul. Um, then, didn't Gandhi say that? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all about the way. I think there's a haiku about that. <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> we have a radical Ron who's sure to be hating uh, some ethnic group today. Uh, at, no, at some point. I love I love all my fellow man. That's right. You should, but especially the European Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stepping up. Episode one was February 24, 2015. Wow. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. We're eight months, nearly eight months going. That's right. We're nearly about to give birth. Yeah, I don't know, but I think we about might be late. <laughs> I don't know nothing about birth and no podcast, no, no babies. S- yep. Yeah, Way the, to go, radical. <laughs> and the, yeah, I, I'm here as well. 
who are who is who is you? I, I is uh, Brian. Brian. I is Brian. I are Brian. Brain. Brain. The the the, Tom! the the kids were trying to log into Netflix and kept spelling my name Brain yesterday. It's very common. Yep. Um Brianmatter.com. That's right. The what was the website you were talking about earlier? Penis Island. Penis Island. <laughs> <laughs> Pen <laughs> Island. Pen Island. Pen Island. Pen Island. And if you read it out, it's, why is it Penis Land? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know why it's Penis Land. <laughs> um, Every day. <laughs> Wasn't that a uh, that was a poster inside? There was a poster inside of a Dead Kennedys album called Penis Landscapes. Was it? Yeah. And it was it was so bizarre. It was like I remember uh, when I first saw it, it was like it's just like it's. it's Penises, but they're all like it's like a it's like an HR Geiger <laughs> thing, you know, and they're all like interwoven, you know, with each other, and like it's just it's sort of like a dick tapestry and dick. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's they're not it's mesmerizing and frightening at the it same time. It was a cockatopia. <laughs> they're not uh, woven together. It's on Frankenchrist. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's and it. Our, I, I, I don't remember this album. I mean, I remember the album. Yeah, I listened to the album a ton. I don't remember this. Uh, thing with it's <laughs> it was a it was a poster stuck inside the album. Yeah, yeah it's a bunch of uh, I think it's dicks and butts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it like is it like is it like a like a techno rave? You got it up on the butts and dicks and butts and dicks and butts and dicks and butts. Just like a, and it does look like Frank R. Geiger because that comes up on the search. Let me, too. Let me come take a look. Hold on. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Look at it. I can't it's, tell if it's, it's very dicks and butts or vajayjays. <laughs> sort of li- you're lingering. <laughs> well, 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 they are. They are. They are dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's enough. Settle down. Did you get some of that Omar? What's the dude's name? The basketball guy that just o- took all that Omar Lamar, Sharif, Lamar Odom, Lamar Odom. Uh, Herbal Viagra. You need to stop that. Holy <laughs> man, that that guy. It, is is there no end? I was like, man, we're not on the front page of the Kardashian family. Says, let's kill Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's put that at the chicken ranch yeah. with a bag, big bag of herbal Viagra. Yeah. Herbal Viagra and Coke and whatever all else he was taking. Yeah, that's not embarrassing at all. Yeah. Um. And so the funniest thing was I saw at the uh, on online this weekend was it was a picture of the Kardashians and the the the, the meme was the Kardashians at the hospital for Lamar Odium struggling not to take selfies and it was all them sweating like <laughs> what do we do how do we do yeah it would be really bad if we <laughs> selfie from the hospital uh, will it yeah. we should do yeah. it yeah Lamar uh, Lamar is uh, is laying there tubes uh, frothing at the mouth and they're selfies. Mm. Yeah. Kanye, as can you soon, get in here? As soon as he wakes up and we can clean his face off, we're getting a selfie with him. <laughs> well, I think I saw on this morning on CNN they ran a little, little, you know, the little uh, news on the bottom. Yeah, the, the scrolly, yeah, the, the scroll, scroll feed, the scroll feed, and it said Lamar wakes up, says hi. <laughs> I was like, okay, says, I guess he's okay. I think up? he said, "I'm high. Am I still high?" It's like, what they, is, they, why is my wiener not hard? They, I ate a whole bag of that stuff. They, they stuffed him with more charcoal briquettes to soak that shit up out of his system. Yeah, he thought wow. that a barbecue was going on. 
Yeah, that dude's, that dude's <laughs> never. Gonna, you know, he lives on. You know, yeah. and hopefully he's not brain damage. All anything that, stuff. that makes the Kardashians look bad, I'm almost okay with. Yeah, but almost. man, that dude's never gonna live that down. Dude, you OD the chicken ranch? Yeah, and he had bought like he had like forty grand on him or some shit. Well, he had uh, he had he apparently had paid seventy five grand for. 48 hours worth of surfaces. I want those two girls. What, to get it's his like, oil changed? It's like, <laughs> yeah. how much does it take to get two girls to double up on a guy like me? Apparently, $75,000 yeah. on you a credit card. You ain't got to pay for two girls. Yeah. A guy like me does. Yeah. <laughs> double up on a dude like me. Yeah. And they showed the pictures of the, the, the two uh, select candidates. I think no. seventy five grand was a little, <laughs> a little way overpaying. Yeah, it's like, man, unless they're like, I don't even, I don't even want to go there. <laughs> Depends on when you hit the ranch, you know. If it's you know, yeah. If it's two p.m. on a Wednesday, it might not. The selection might not be very good. <laughs> yeah, that's like going to the Sunday Sunday brunch at a strip club. <laughs> All like, you can really say about them is they're thin. Oh yeah, but they are definitely some trailer girls. Yeah. yeah, they I, they. Uh, no offense to all you trailer women out there. Right, if you're they, if you live in a trailer and listen to our podcast, hey, more power to hey, you. There you go. Better days are ahead. They, if I was a long, <laughs> if I was a long haul truck driver, they would be the cream of the crop of the lot lizards. Right, right. So, cream of the crop. Hey. Oh man, it. T- I don't so, like saying cream. <laughs> I don't know a lot of that in truck stops. Yeah. What the one? Hold on. A lot of tears. I want to see what this crumbs girl's and tears. name is. <laughs> So one of the girls' name was Ryder Cherry. (laughs) (laughs) That that couldn't be more stereotypical, could it? And um, the other Uh, one is Monica something, but there's the the CNN logo. A lot of jugs. Yeah, it's got to be something like that. Let me look up let the me pick, names. Let me pick the scabs so the pus runs free. <laughs> that's just that's just that's, that's all kinds of wrong. Granny, you're much softer than I remember you. Oh, man. Monica Monroe. <laughs> it's Ryder Cherry and Monica Monroe. Monica Monroe. We're the two trailer women. Had to do the take the Marilyn Monroe last name there. Click for more pics of Ryder and Monica. Oh, yeah. I'm clicking, fools. I'm clicking. BuzzFeed says, you'll be shocked at the honesty of these two whores. <laughs> BuzzFeed, gosh. This was something that needs to go away. Right, so, Ron, you missed the two, last week's um, evisceration of fear. Have you watched the final episode? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, your take? I could see, I could see the tear stains on his face. <clears throat> So, oh, did you guys? You guys, you guys do a podcast last week? Yep. All right. More power to you. We're even now. Y'all yeah, you did one without me. I did, we did one without you. And he'll have to call our something like two other dudes or, <laughs> or one dude the same. One other, dude and the other, other guy dude. likes cocks. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't, spe- I can't attest to what Brian's likes are. So. Uh, okay, my, my take on Fear of the Walking Dead. Actually, well, of course, the final episode was by far the best episode, relatively speaking, of the of the original of the six. It's like going to that wherever Odom OD at is like <laughs> these are the two best women on the on the building right now. On um, yeah, in the building right now at this time. Anytime they're alive, and it, <laughs> alive. And anytime you're throwing air quotes on women. <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was it was the best episode. We obviously got things in gear uh, for the finale. Um, you know, kind of breaking what we're used to, the, the zombie uh, mass, you know, horde. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, it was uh, interesting that, you know, uh, what's his name? Who was this slick-talking salesman guy? Uh, Mr. Uh, Stubbs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> took him back to his really friggin' cool house. Oh, my Lord, that was a cool house. <laughs> That's right like there on the on beach. The, on the know? Palisades or whatever? Yeah, yeah, that was an ultra-modern, very slick, you know, whatever it is. You know, that house had to be like a, what, a $10 million house or more. Oh, there the, I would imagine more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out, okay, he is, he is a high end pimp. <laughs> or well, or something. You know, hold on, hold mega on. drug dealer. Why does he got to be a pimp? Yeah, he could be. Why a drug- can't he be a businessman? Can- well, pimps are businessmen. Yeah. <laughs> they just take their business extra serious. It's a dude. It, whatever <laughs> it's a hard he, line of work. Whatever he is, if he's a businessman or whatever, if he's a normal normal dude, he's very connected into the world of of uh, drugs and drug use because he knew instantly what. What boy never changed his clothes the entire ep- entire uh, six episodes? He could tell from the smell that right, was that coming he, off his he skin. Was a, he knew instantly he was a heroin addict. You know, you have the shakes. I can tell by the oscillations that you are into <laughs> heroin, isn't so it? So he knew. You know, he could be a doctor for all we know. But he's the gold standard. I'm kind of doubting it. But, uh, <laughs> he the, wanted those diamond the diamonds back. and cufflinks. Yeah, that he had. Yeah, he made a point to get those back, didn't he? In that episode yeah. there. Uh, from dude that was being <laughs> mild on <laughs> keep the watch <laughs> it's like man I'm, I think I'd take the watch too to be honest I mean maybe yeah. time is relative in the, the new world we've gone into but it's still a nice Rolex and you know what's your name from dude no, uh, still needs to know what time it is Orange is the New Black had to buy it so you know yeah we did we finally lost our first it was just one person we lost our first original cast member and it's not episode. the it's not the one we wanted all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. How awesome at least that the dad, been, you know, please kill him. They're driving to safety and their car exploded or something. That would have been awesome. Yeah, or a, a, meteor, or a bridge um, collapses, you know. Yeah. Or a meteor. <laughs> An earth-ending meteor. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a horrible uh, way to kill off them. But, yeah. So I think I'll give the gist, because uh, I'm actually, at, as we're speaking right now, I'm editing the other episode to put it up, but... Um, our big take on it was that, or at least mine, was that you couldn't connect emotionally with any of the characters in the last episode. Like, they wanted to build up to what's-her-name's death being, like, a big deal. Yeah. But then, I didn't, for me, I didn't even give a shit about her. And then they pulled the punches. Okay, so skip ahead well and and two okay she's bitten and we all know in this world of course they again they didn't they didn't uh since it's early on and they refuse our big aggravation of course with the show was they refused to do any type of uh cultural recognition of cultural references to zombie folklore zombie zombie uh, uh cultural stuff that no one knows about what this is, and it took them that long to grasp it. So she's the only one you'll be in there in that in that little hospital area for a while. Realize that okay, these people need to get bite. Whatever they all, they, they just, you know, it's a death sentence. You're going to die. But she's pretty quick to like go out and say, hey, you know, somebody needs to kill me because I've been bitten. Uh, it just seemed a little forced, you know. At, yeah, you get this like, nice, nice beach scene here, you know. The end, we're making it for the end of this episode, you know. Why didn't she like, you know? Most shows they kind of hold out to the bitter end, you know. And, well, so I want to juxtapose how, in my mind, how lame, how forced, how set up it was, and how they pulled the punch on the violence with episode one. Have you seen of Walking Dead? Oh, one? yeah. Okay. Yeah. The guy gets yeah. bit in the woods. <laughs> like a breath of fresh air. The guy gets bit in the woods. Rick holds him down, 
full scene, full camera, turns his head, stabs him in the back of the neck and kills him. Yeah. And pushes on. Obviously, he's in a different place. But they didn't hold back on the violence or what it was like for him to stab this guy up close or what was going to happen, right? And then in fear, they go away from the beach and two miles away, you hear the kids yeah, hear a gunshot go, Yeah, but the house, back at the house, you hear the gunshot. Yeah. Like the grittiness of it, it literally is the an after-school version of, <laughs> you know. Maybe that's their idea. Maybe they're going to like move it down to a lower time slot or something. Right. Like it's going to be, they're going to put it up against that... Uh, that Mike Rao, somebody's got to do it on Sundays. Sundays at one p.m. one a.m. Right, right, yeah, Sunday afternoons. Yeah. yeah. Episode one, I think we said this three or four podcasts ago. Episode one of The Walking Dead, the first thing they did was kill a little kid. Right. Zombie. Because if it's zombie, shit, zombie girl carrying like a, a teddy bear or something. Teddy bear. Yeah. If this is not your show, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean that little and girl was just trying to get to a good plastic surgeon, and six Rick shot her. Hours with hardly any gratuitous violence in a fucking zombie apocalypse and then show. and then yeah. they they bring out the horde of zombies and we talked about this last week is that and homeboy let him out and he's just sort strolling of by sauntering in front of them <laughs> yeah. no big deal i want to save your bullets <laughs> <laughs> i'm here to get my wife yeah. no no don't bring her out yeah let my zombie friends come and do it for <laughs> yeah you. it's too late I, I made my offer i made my offer Kill them, boys. Yeah. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. It, it was, I And I listened to some uh, some podcasts at Walker Stalker's Instant Reaction, uh-huh. and the guy who was talking, he said, man, that other show wasn't so good. <laughs> and, he, and he said almost exactly what we was talking about is that maybe it was like it was so bad that people will think they'll be so glad to have the real Walking Dead show back. <laughs> and I, was, I had to reinforce it because I thought, Season six, episode one was amazing. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. And Me I too. don't know if it's just because I was so, had such a yeah. bad taste in my mouth from that other show. So yeah, yeah. We, fear we show- was is bad. It's a I, a C minus show. Yeah, and here here's my here's my kind of overall take. We both talked last time I was on. Uh, you know that okay. Will will we be back to watch Fear when it when it comes on? I will. I mean, I'll I'll give it another yeah. shot. Especially to see, hopefully they took some of this feedback and in, in stride and said, we need to, you know, make this a little more, you know, you know I know they're trying to be different. I know they're trying to be different <laughs> better, than The Walking Dead, better. but we need to, yeah, we need to improve things here. Yeah. So hopefully they'll take that, but I'll give it a shot and see. Uh, I'm not, I'm not out on it. The, the, the ending there, since that was better, it was getting a little more uh, in line with what we, what we expect. I think it's, you know, there's, there's hope small glimmer but i, th- I but, think the only way they save it is they, whoever wrote all that fire them <laughs> fire the lot of them yeah and come in yeah. and put some more people in a room and say don't do this <laughs> right yeah yeah here do it like the six seasons we have over this show don't do it like the first six episodes they're gonna, of they're this gonna show. have mm-hmm. they're gonna have to email all the scripts to scott gimple for on the walking dead to get them to Put his stamp of approval. Hey, did, uh, you didn't see it, but because uh, you're watching it on uh, Walking Dead on iTunes, right? Yeah. You don't see the Talking Dead show. I, watched, I got online and watched it this week. Did you see Scott Gimple on there? He was one of the guests on there. You yeah. know him and Greg Nicotero. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Doesn't he look like with the beard now and everything? He looks like freaking Jay. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I was like, wait, holy cow, that's Jay. <laughs> yeah, but I, I here's see, what's I my take that. on that. I not, I've never, I've never watched that show. I, my, I say never. I haven't watched Pace, that show Pace probably Deal. since like season two. Yeah, I watched it a couple times, and I just thought that that it really like I didn't. It bogged me down. I was just thought I thought it was just three dudes on there, especially the guest guest who has nothing to do with the show. Whatever he was on the far right. Oh, the guy that was oh, he played was, the guy that got the knife in the head. Yeah, he was Embry. That was who it was. Yeah, yeah. that was oh. yeah. that was him. Um, he was only there for one episode, so you didn't get you didn't probably yeah. didn't even recognize yeah. him. Yeah, I just left. It was like they were all trying to show how cool they were. It was really bothersome for me, and I get that it extends the experience a little bit, but yeah. I just didn't dig it too much. It's a like, little, I don't little mind, bit more, um, a little bit much of a, of a circle jerk. Yeah. A little circle jerk. Well, I yeah. think, I think it's good when you, Maybe right it after was you because s- there was really not a lot to talk about other than the episode was so cool. Yeah. Cause it wasn't a death of a major character. Or right. Whatever. Yeah. Nobody really died and all that. It, but I think that, that show also, it works better. Um, the way they do it right after you, right after you've watched the episode, boom, they do that. And then you, so you got like, you know, you just watched it and like, there's nobody to talk to yet. So these people are talking about it. So it's kind of a, a visceral experience of like, Oh, we can talk about this episode together and right. that type of thing, you know? So it's got a little bit of that going for it. Yeah. I usually watch them. They're generally, they're not too bad. Yeah. yeah. So the, I thought the episode was fantastic though. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, what was it, an hour and a half? It, I mean, if you no, take out well, if you take out all the commercials, it's like, <laughs> good God, it's like yeah. we got some ad revenue yeah. coming in. Well, buddy. Yeah, first show of the new season. But yeah. I did wake up the children. Was, we're going on a cruise. <laughs> character wise, though, I did think it was a little heavy on those character on some of the characters that they were showing. Um, so I'm hoping that they vacillate episode to episode between because there's almost no Carol. Yeah. Um, there was almost no. Other than what was she, the dude to talk to her? Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> yeah. Morgan. The interchange Mor- I thought yeah. with Morgan yeah. and. Because yeah. Morgan, he saw through that. That and. I she think, used to I, be a. I think you see Carol goes, hmm, she's an attractive lady. You kept your <laughs> shit up. <laughs> well, I think too that, yeah, that uh, Morgan realizes anybody that's um, alive now that was outside these walls. Is a born again hardcore killer, right? Uh, so I don't. Yeah. I think, and that's why the big the big quote I thought was Morgan's: "Rick, you're a killer, and so am I." Like yeah. His, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and and that whole think, the whole thing that, that we're not burying him inside the gates. He's yeah. a killer, yeah. dude. We're all killers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, you killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think more that was Morgan's take on her. Like, yeah, he sees through the facade of the suite. Oh, it's grandma. No, no, she's a killer, man. She, she's she's on kills her game. Zombies, <laughs> kills humans. At the, you know, she sees any danger coming. She, she's threaten, on and threaten, ready to go. Threaten yeah. small children <laughs> with death. Have, have you seen? Yeah. The, have you? There's Not, a t-shirt. I'm going to spank you or put you in timeout. There, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, there's a, there's this uh, one of the t-shirt shops I was looking at. There's a t-shirt that it looks like like for a cookie store. It's yeah, like Carol's Carol, Bake Shop. Carol's Bake Shop. <laughs> and in quotes underneath it, you can never tell anyone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just a picture give, of her inside the thing. I'll give you, you can have all the cookies you want, you just can never tell anyone. <laughs> but I thought it was great setup. Like, I read this article, probably the best article that um, I read this week around The Walking Dead. It was called The Five Lessons That The Walking Dead Has Learned. Um, uh, sheer has not <laughs> shoot him in the head. Well, the th- the number one of the one of those top five they talked about was burn through plot, don't plod. 
Don't go along. Don't drag stuff out. Don't be afraid to push the story ahead, which is probably my biggest not liking of a fear of like, you know, put them in a bad situation and don't just drag it out because you can only concoct another bad situation for them to have to get out of. But push the plot. Always be pushing the plot, right? Um, And there were some other ones in there, like show us the violence, show us zombies, Mm -hmm. you know, don't pull punches. Um, so it was it was the five lessons, and it was about the Walking Dead. And it may, I don't remember if it was if any connection the, to fear. If mm-hmm. it said fear needs to learn these too, but it like was playing really, them against each other. It's like yeah. this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. This is what they did. Yeah, you know? and, and, and and you know they pointed out the you know the governor story, then the um, governor coming back, and all that kind of good stuff. I'll let you guys chat. I got to go. There's a kiddo to make sure that. And Brian, he's, to, he's seeing from the Brian? window the uh, kids outside playing. No, oh, well, they obviously got in the gate, so they got past here. <laughs> hurdle, <laughs> hurdle number one, they know the they know the passcode. You're right, they're uh, they're in the know here. Oh, Do now it. the girls looking back and, and seeing Dad come out. Oh, I was about to say, uh, I was like. Do what we need to get our shit kicking shoes. <laughs> nah, about to have an Amber Alert out here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, it's kids. So, oh yeah, the um, I, I really, I really, I watched uh, the episode one of season six. I watched it three times this week. Oh yeah, just to just to soak it in. Yeah, just to, <sighs> to filter out everything that was horrible <laughs> about Fear of the Walking Dead. I rewound it and watched parts of it. Yeah, uh, I, I thought the, the thing, I thought the uh, um, how they went back and showed the aftermath in black and white of after Rick killed uh, Porch Dick <laughs> after he killed that guy and uh, and then but they you know they kept Porch flashing back but then they joined it up to the present time within the episode I thought that was a it, good it way was to a, do it it was a cool way to do it to show uh, the you know the flashbacks uh, since they were starting you know trying to show what was going on. Yeah, you know, currently, it was kind of a cool way to do it to do the, and they talked about that on, on Talking Dead. There, they talked about you know that well, we th- we took several ideas and we thought black and white would be the yeah the way to go with they it. They asked and, Greg Nicotero, uh, Chris Hardwick asked Greg Nicotero, it's like, is it was there any symbolism to the black and white? He said, no, we tr- we thought about doing it like oversaturated in the present time, but then it looked too cheery, so yeah. we settled on black and white. He said it was just. Not, nothing behind it, right? So, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. So yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I liked it though. Take, <clears throat> I'm gonna take the other side. Yeah. I, I like the thought of make the two time periods look different. I didn't like the black and white because it wasn't actually shot in black and white. It's just they run it through, right, it's desaturated, and they desaturate it, which it looked horrible on the big screen. So I wish they would have actually shot it in black and white. Or shot it in another medium. Oh, right. So shot it in black and white film or something. Give it a graininess. Give it a different look. And and honestly, when I was watching it, it actually started to irritate me. I was just like, okay, I know that it's two different timelines. I get it. I got it the first time you went black to white in color. And then it just, the more it did it, I got a little bit more irritated. Because I thought it was a missed opportunity to actually go... And do something really cool with it that was somehow meaningful to it. And I wish they would have thought that through more than let's just desaturate the scenes. Yeah, It didn't bump me, but I, I think they could have very easily had not done anything to it. 
and then there's that initial the audience is behind what's going on and trying to figure out what's going on and then oh okay this is right after and then just interweave them back and forth like chapters in a book you yeah, know I, I didn't think they had to do any effect I didn't it didn't and they could have it didn't bump me and they could have done the whole story just line, and linear and everybody been fine. Would, yeah. or I think they could have flashed back and forth and everybody yeah. would have got that that's what they were doing after the first time or two or find some other plot device to drive that yeah. but I th- I th- it would have been cool for me I think. And some of the scenes were actually, the flashback scenes were just the repeats from last year. So maybe that's why they desaturated rather than reshoot those scenes. Mm, yeah. um, but it would have been cool to use different camera techniques or different types of cameras or different film or uh, different shooting styles. Do one handheld versus the stick that they're normally shooting on. Right. So I just thought if they were going to do it, like if you're going to do that, do it bigger and a little bit more visual. And and it has a fairly plain sh- uh, shooting style anyway. The show yeah. does, yeah. and I thought it would have been a really cool way to introduce some other like um, blur or over oversaturation stuff. Looks really really cool and om- and ominous. A lot of the BBC stuff is done that way, and very blurry, oversaturated things. It adds a level of creepiness. Um, I, whatever they would have done, I just wish they would have upped it a little bit rather than okay, we shot it all. It's all shot in color. It's all shot the same way, and just desaturate anything that is a flashback. It yeah. was. I, I just felt like it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, they may have made, a, and it may depend on how their editing process and everything works. They may have. It may have made, been a total post production decision. I, I think yeah. it, mm-hmm. that, and when Nicotero was talking about it, they sounded like they had tried some different things so that they were still sort of undecided when they got all the material into the edit bay. Probably. So they may be just like, hey, do we need to uh, stick a fork in and it's done? <laughs> <laughs> right, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. but I thought it would have been if they would have planned that out and they knew they were going to do this. Two two lines in the deal, just do something cool. And they yeah. may have originally just done it linear, and and then you know when they were starting to edit, they're like, hey, why don't we try this, you know, type of thing, you know, uh, just to since it's our season debut, you know, right. who knows, you know, what they, I don't know, yeah. And they knew I, I, I didn't have that much problem. With yeah, that. I, I wonder, right. I, I wonder how far ahead this was all. All of it was in the can. Like, was it all like this is done? Before Fear the Walking Dead came on, oh, because the whole they shot they shot everything. Yeah, so I'm sure. I mean, normally the post production cycle on those is pretty long. Now, some shows like NBC, ABC, they're basically airing them as they shoot them. They're really tight. Yeah, Yeah, they're pretty because they they said that the actors on the Talking Dead they said the actors had to keep their mouth shut for like three months before right. it came on. So they, it was all done. Yeah, I think so. So I think they, yeah. they may have just like, just they, they filmed tried some things, made their decision and then it was done. I think one of the behind the scenes stuff we were showing, they were shooting, you know, down there in Atlanta, around Atlanta this summer when it was just blazing, <laughs> blazing ass hot. Oh, you know? yeah, well, the, the whole thing about, uh, was it the making of, or was it on, it was on Talking, Talking Dead they, that like, they showed. Don't shoot, right, a alarm, don't shoot in a quarry. Yeah, yeah. Abraham, Abraham, Abraham said, "If I ever do another project, if they say it's in a quarry, I'm passing on that project." <laughs> and they, had, the actors had to like sit underneath vehicles yeah. like, during break shooting breaks because yeah, it was so hot, so freaking hot. Well, yeah, the when, oh, rock stone just just radiating that heat back on you. Yeah, and no breeze. <laughs> yeah. down inside of a, a quarry. Yeah. yeah. But I, I thought it was a fantastic 
first episode, right? And mm-hmm. I again, I, again, don't make me wait five episodes in to have something happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, and that, here's all this, what we got: we're going to drive the story from the very beginning. Yeah, get on the fucking train and let's have some fun and enjoy this show. It's it's to me the whole thing, and we had talked about that. Is that it seemed like. Yeah, you could have done that last episode and taken all the first five and compressed them in like one or two episodes yeah. easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to stretch it out for a, a minimal order, I'm sure. And they it felt like they had just a mere sketch of an idea. We're, well, screw it. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll do it live. <laughs> you know, it, it's like, here, just say it. It's like improv. <laughs> I think they spent, fear they spent like $9 on it. Exactly. That's my, my complaint. Of, and got again, three, is $4 that and change. <laughs> if you're going to show the outbreak of the zombie apocalypse in Los Angeles, California, you need to show the scope and the size of it and then the, 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 the craziness of the chaos of, of societal breakdown. Show that and spend some money on some special effects and, and some CGI and and do some real, you know, interlace it with some real uh, real gags in there too and, and do it right instead of just like doing this cheap ass, you know, little, well, just a little bit here, a little bit there and not really show much. That's so and boring. I thought eh. Walking did... Uh, some awesome practical stuff. Yeah, well, like the whole quarry shot. You know, how many freaking zombies are down there in that quarry? Thousands. Yeah, but that's all CGI. Well, yeah, well, but still. A, a certain amount of them, yeah. uh, a lot, big amount of them if were, but they back, had three to 500 I know, zombies. But, but <laughs> yeah. if you go back, and we should watch that on the, that scene on the big screen, if you go back. You can see it? You can see it, because it's all, they're all like, it's we, you know, it's animated, and it's done. I don't know if they use like Massive or any of those other um, oh, the crowd, the crowd, the crowd tools, effect yeah. and, and tools and stuff. So, uh, but it, some of them are, are when you when you eyeball on a CGI zombie, you're like, damn. Yeah. Well, and, the, and, the, and there's there's but a lot there's a lot you can do. You're casting your eyes across. Yeah, you're looking at it, it as it a looks whole. Super cool. yeah, yeah. But there's a couple of them. where like when they're coming down that road. That's mostly CGI zombies, and they some of them ain't walking right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, they have you know the first whatever thirty or forty of them are real. And it looks like one of them's all moonwalking <laughs> down that road. Tito, get me some tissue. <laughs> But I love the episode, and I, I'm not the, the special effects. I'm not super stickler on. Although yeah. Fear had the worst, one of the worst effects I've ever seen with that boat. The first time they look over in that. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. At the end there, the boat. That yeah. was the not way. The the, end, I was like, when he glances, when he tells heroin addict Johnny, what do you call him, Johnny? Penis uh, hands. Uh, <laughs> John, uh, uh, Johnny needle hands. <laughs> yeah, Junk, little junky needle Sorry, hands. Little hands. junky needle hands. So when he shows the little junky needle hands the boat, <laughs> it's facing the wrong way. It's facing yeah. sideways into the waves. Yeah, and it's waving, and it looks like a toy boat on right. the bathtub. It is yeah. so freaking bad. Yeah, all that shot, and then the end shot of showing it, and then panning out. I was like, really? This is kind of lame looking. Yeah, I just I put a I just put a a wave deformer on this polygonal sheet and then put some particle <laughs> effects. Biscuits in the oven, Ma. Done. <laughs> done. <laughs> that uh, I think if they would have taken, because that book you re- recommended that you was talking about, uh, Raptor Man, that was turned into Day by Day Armageddon. Day by Day Armageddon. By J.L. Bourne. J.L. Bourne. That. B-O-U-R-E. I, I, had, I had that book at home and I started rereading it. It's like, they should have did that. Right. Because that, <clears throat> that, that is awesome. That, that got off. They didn't know what was going on, but 
it got off to a start quick. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> like it's in the middle of the breakdown. You know, it's kind of like, or not just the remake of Dawn of the Dead, but the original Dawn of the Dead. You know, kind of showing, uh, you know, and they, you know, they didn't spend a lot of money in that movie at all. But yet it showed kind of the, you know, inner city breakdowns, you know, and people <laughs> just basements full of zombies and old buildings and stuff. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Well, there's uh, there's a ton of source material out there. Like uh, We're Alive, I believe, is set in L.A. Yeah, and it, it is. is it within weeks they are every all the survivors are held up hold up in in uh, whatever building they could take over with right, secure stolen mm-hmm. military equipment and um fighting amongst themselves the live groups mm-hmm. for food and f- trying to fend off the zombies and stay away f- from the prisoners that uh, come out of the local prison. I mean, there's tons. Of, they just could have went and bought all these and just laid it out and said, "All right, here we're going to steal these other things and put them in there." They're right, much mix better. and match him. Yeah. And uh, oh, that that, that, uh, and that so it was that. a family drama. <laughs> in the fucking <laughs> yeah, where little Jimmy. It's the ABC after school special. Mommy, yeah, little mommy, Jimmy's hands has. Uh, mommy, do you? Are my hot pockets ready? The show's coming on. Yeah. I got to do my homework after. So could you? Yeah. Could you get those hot pockets? Yeah. In? Now, little Sally, make sure you turn your head if they show a zombie. They probably won't. But they, turn they had, they've only had them interspersed occasionally, and then they didn't even really know they were zombies. I don't know, man. I'll maybe give it. One or two episodes in season oh, fear two. When it comes and if back, it's yeah. not, if it's just the same thing, I'm just being my soul is being whittled away on by <laughs> this family. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have one less family member now. We have the at least the the stepmom. I, the one of the ones that I actually sort of like. Yeah, they, she was halfway decent. Right. She says, I have to go back to a show that pays me. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah this should have ended with one of those dumbass kids dying. Oh, that would have that would have gone a long yeah. way to mending some fences with me. <laughs> I know. Me too. Yeah. Pl- uh, you know, please don't make Heroin Boy one of the main things. Oh, he's show. there, dude. <sighs> he whips my I, ass. And, <laughs> and again, I feel like they're, tr- they're trying to attra- attract a teen audience. Like... Maybe Walking Dead doesn't, but I feel right. like it does. I feel like 17, 16, 17, 18-year-olds are already watching a Walking Dead. Why Are sure. they shooting for like a 13- and 14-year-old audience to yeah, come in and know. watch it? I don't fucking know. One this is the, terrible. One of the things that bumped me on uh, on the quarry scene, let's see if y'all this bothered y'all, is that they got the semis up. There's nothing underneath the semis that'll prevent them from crawling <laughs> underneath <laughs> the only thing yeah. in my mind that we could and we talked about it last week a little bit is that it's like okay if anything did crawl under there the sound of the zombie horde down in the quarry would loop them back around they're like oh I forgot my luggage <laughs> go, go, <laughs> and then they'd fall down and go, go back and I regret nothing I thought, I thought the same thing yeah yeah um, and then I also thought okay they are zombies but wouldn't they try to crawl up the sides of the hill to they wouldn't just bump into that thing forever. Mm-hmm. Now, or run for the hills. This is the only thing in the show that I went, mm, okay. They're on their dry run. Yeah. They've got their plan sort of in place. The driest of runs because they had to do it. <laughs> they're there at the uh, the time that the zombies break out. Oh, well, it's just a plot convenience. I so. know, <laughs> but super convenient though. Because <laughs> yeah. any other time, if they'd have gone too late or too early, the yeah. city would have been overran with zombies. Sure. So a little oh, bit Alexandra, fortuitous. Yes. 
Well, that's television. Everything. It's a little bit. Mm, it's, that a, was a, it's a script. As soon as, <laughs> plot it, conveyance. As soon as the one uh, semi thing went down the side of the quarry, and they're like, "All oh, right, we just—it's just like we gotta go. We got game on." That's when like, Abraham delivered the, the line that, from uh, Bill O'Reilly that. Uh, Famously, early in his career, he like freaked out on camera. He's like, "Fuck it, we'll do it live." <laughs> like, Abraham delivered that live, but it's like, yeah. "Okay, this is not dry run." He's like, "We'll do it live." We'll do it live. <laughs> that was awesome. Abraham had some great lines. It's like, "Oh, we've got a couple of looky loos going on the Constitutional." Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome line. And I thought, yeah, well, I saw, thought too that if any of the characters need a little bit of fleshing out, it's him. Yeah. He and he's, was he's really funny. cardboard y the first Yeah, the Mr. Quiet, tough. Yeah, and then yeah. I go crazy and then I'm ostracized. Um and now it seems the character wise it seems to be settling in a little bit. Yeah, but the, yeah. got a couple of looky loose taking the constitutional and Rick's like <laughs> Rick's just goes, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Um and um oh, what's what's the dude with the mullet? The Tennessee Turtleneck. What's oh. that guy? What's that guy's name? Eugene. Eugene. Yeah. He had a yeah, nice to see somebody else here like me. You got a great hair game. <laughs> yeah. Who? Somebody who respects the hair, hair game. game. Respects the hair <laughs> That's game. It. That's it. And there's already looked at him like what? And there's, there's already a T-shirt out there <laughs> that, of his of his silhouette looking like he's on the twenty dollar bills. Like, Respect the hair game. <laughs> I was like, well, yep. T-shirt that writes itself. Yep. <laughs> oh, the guy um, that he was talking to, he uh, he was recently in that uh, Compton movie. He played Dre, Doctor Dre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I think they mentioned that. On and once they, Compton yeah, did. once they, I was like, they said they're lucky. Oh to get yeah, him. he does look a little bit like Dre. <laughs> convenient, very convenient way to introduce a couple new characters, right? We just been out a long run. Yeah, yeah. I was like. Where the hell did you go? Like Nebraska? <laughs> right. No kidding, the, yeah. We went all the way to L.A. Saw that. That was not the scene for us. Yeah, <laughs> it was really back. boring in L.A. Yeah. There's not a lot yeah. going on there. Yeah. Was actually, just hanging there's out. a couple of heroin kids that are boring, <laughs> boring as hell. So we came back. <laughs> there was this dead chick on the beach and everybody's on a boat. I don't know what's going well, on. We were out there. And so out we there. need to get back and get knee deep in the shit. <laughs> right. You, Ron, did you just pull some tater tots out of your pocket? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Packets of tater tots. Oh. I did think the whole um, Corey thing was great. Uh, besides the obvious plot conveyance and mm-hmm. you know deal to kind of move things along here, but I thought it was a great kind of explanation because you were we were wondering you know how is Alexandria how is this little little town here or little neighborhood uh, not been subject to a horde and this was kind of the explanation that well this quarry is just right there near them and all the zombies. Uh, a lot of them will fall into it. It's when they start making noise and it draws other ones in there. And so they just keep on falling into it. And, and bam, there's your zombie. Here's your fly trap, your zombie fly trap. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the thing that sort of bumped me a little bit is that, okay, it's after the zombie apocalypse, society has collapsed. So there's not a lot of cars driving around, not a lot of noise. And you know, if y'all, y'all have been hunting before, it's quiet. Yes. It's like that Corey was a, what? A few miles away. How did they not hear right, that? How did they not hear that? You know, yeah, oh, on a quiet by the thousands. Day? Yeah, <laughs> it's like what is that? The Vienna Boys Choir? Over there? What's, what's going on? Low rumble out in the they, woods. They put, there was a line in there where they, she, I think the lady, the leader, lady, the mayor, whatever you want to call it, was trying to explain like why they've never headed that way. We oh. thought it was a big old nest of bees over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I nobody didn't likes hornets. They got hornets over <laughs> right, there. Yeah. I, and especially like when Rick was telling more because Morgan was sort of still mad at Rick a little bit, and Morgan started digging that grave, and Rick said, "Listen," and I was like, well, "What do they hear? I don't hear anything." <laughs> yeah. It's like. And I was like, how can they not, one, not be making, because echoing off that quarry walls, that would be like a huge megaphone saying, Mm -hmm. we're here. (laughs) I I really, that sort of bumped me because they would have heard that. And they would have, those zombies would have been making a lot more noise, I think. If in my world of zombies, they're noisier. Mm. Like, they well, might be better paid. I don't know. Maybe they're just you know they're they're just down there bouncing off the walls and they're just kind of quiet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think of that. Muttering. What was that zombie book that I let you borrow that time? That it's all it's really super crazy. And God, what is his last name? Mel Melchin. Melvin. <laughs> Melvin in the. <laughs> Things. I'll I'll keep trying to remember Melvin. I'm, I'm tracking. I'm almost remembering his name. Um, but yeah, I Harold. Do, Harold. <laughs> Melrose. Melrose Place. Um, Herman, Herman, Herman Jenkins. Her, Herman Melville. Yeah. Uh, my name Ishmael. is My name is Ishmael. My name is Ishmael. My name is Rick. <laughs> but it was. Uh, oh man, man, I'll keep looking. So what what did y'all think about the? Uh, do we have a new uh, the dictatorship? Do we have a new governor on our hands with Rick? What do you think? He seems to be well, coming unhinged he's not and insane. No, yet. no, he's not insane. He's just you know. Daryl stood up to him a little bit, told spoke his mind a little bit. Yeah, and Rick respects Daryl. Yeah. The W's, the W's. Daryl yeah. Walker back. Yeah. The W's, W's. Dude, <laughs> like, dude, these guys are out here. Yeah, obviously, and, and you know, obviously, like I think one of the, one of the, was one of the questions in Walk Talking Dead. But, you know, who's the, or somebody asked it, maybe it's on Facebook, you know, what's the, the horn at the end, you know? It's got to be the wolves, folks, right? Hey, mm-hmm. Delivery's here. <laughs> well, someone said, is it that kid that's mad at Rick? And I'm like, I don't, yeah, I don't that, see that dumbass did, doing that. I don't, I don't see him doing anything to endanger his mom. I think right. it has to be the wolves. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and they've been sort of sneaking around this whole wolves thing, and I think this will be an interesting, if it is the wolves, It'll be interesting because Morgan let those guys live. Yeah, he let them go. It's on him. Yeah. It's on it is, and this because I don't. Did he tell Rick and the others about? I don't him? think so. But he will. Well, Daryl would have because they were obviously there at the Wolves compound or whatever. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, one with the jam box. Yeah. So that <laughs> get the jam box out to get him back in the truck. You know, yeah. That, and that's uh, using the sound. That's a that's an obvious callback to that. Mm-hmm. So that's a tactic that is well well used among the wolf right. community. Yeah, they know the sound <laughs> they, draws them. Where, yeah, and that's what I couldn't figure out. Like, that was just a couple mentions of all of that. Yeah. Which, which you know, they, they had that, and I haven't read them. The, I don't know if the wolves are in the comics. Or they are in the comics, and they're, they're, I think they play a, they're more prominent. They're less in the shadows, I think. Well, I think that they're just, it's just a build up, right? At some point, yeah. they're going to go crazy. Yeah. Get exposed um, to them, yeah. Okay, so the name of that book was, and I'd let you borrow it. it took me the guy's name is Carlton Mellick, and it was an Electric Jesus Corpse. It was a book about zombies. Did really, really me, weird. Did you let me borrow it? I think yeah, yeah. Um, the so the 
What are you doing? <laughs> Oh, you're playing with your ring. Oh, the whole thing was, it, it reminded me of the zombies in the quarry and the buildup was in that book, uh, the zombies would have, basically, they would army up together and they would do huge swaths looking for food together. And almost like how you enter space out if you're hunting, right? Or doing a, like a FOD walk on the flight deck looking for food. Right. Foreign object damage. That's what FOD walk is. <laughs> oh, foreign <laughs> object damage. Yeah. So that uh, like no food what? could get away. but the, And then the, the zombies would do these huge swaths across the United States from like east to west. And they would basically herd all the people in front of them, you know, building up, building up, building up until they would finally overcome the people because the zombies don't have to Do you to still rest. have that book? Because I, I don't remember reading that. Um, Maybe somewhere around here. Um, Yeah, it was really, really weird. He writes some weird stuff. But mm. he's got a bunch of... One yeah. of his books is called Zombies and Shit. Zombies and Shit? Is that what it's called? 2010, yeah. Zombies and Shit. That's uh, but a zombie intelligence there to be able to do stuff like that, obviously. Well, it, it was just more like it was by happenstance, right? Because the food all gets gathered up into one place, and they can smell, hear the food. They're all going to the same place, so they would just get into larger and larger groups chasing the people. And, you know, it wasn't like they all said, hey, let's meet in Cincinnati. You fan out that way, and I'm going to fan over this <laughs> it way. Just kind of <laughs> We're going to treat this like the 2000. Larry and Paul and Richard over here need to get as to the far one, edge. Yeah, as one <laughs> zombie right goes walking by, a uh, second zombie would turn his head and go, huh, he must know something's over there. And they would just kind of posse up. Saunter over. And push people out, in, out west until they couldn't go any further or whatever. Hey, you guys remember when we did the Great Easter Egg Hunt of 2007? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do the same thing, except we're looking for peoples. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every egg's got a person in it. <laughs> Right. Sometimes you got to crack a few people to make an omelet. Yeah. Yeah. And then that movie, send more cops. <laughs> send more paramedics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they had intelligence in that send movie. More cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just snacks and cop uniforms. Um, but I thought it was fantastic. Uh, the episode I really was a mentally. Stop thinking about how horrible fear was. Get back on track and do all that stuff. Rick's it's cool. Rick's school line. The rictatorship. Do the you know who the hell you're talking to? <laughs> but I think they've proven that sort of that line sort again. of bumped me a little. It was like Rick, <laughs> say my name, bitch. <laughs> but they've proven time and time again that if they don't have a strong leader that forces them to go in one direction, they lose people. Things bad, th- worse get, things happen. Right, bad things la- happen. They get too lax, and they get too lax. Well, and that's it, it's, that was his whole thing of telling dude, I don't take chances anymore. Well, we don't fuck around anymore. And, and right? this, saying. this is not the first rodeo they've had with Rick. Right. He's been right, right, nearly every time, and and, and he's kept them alive. So, so it's like, could, have I not built up some credibility? Right, right. cred here. <laughs> and even yeah. when Fool. he took that back seat and said, "Well, fuck it, you guys lead." At some point, they went to him and said, kind of really need you to get us going. And <laughs> right. Take the bull by the horns again so, here. Nope, and- nope, never again. <laughs> you besmirched my name too many times. <laughs> I'm going this way. <laughs> and the whole, like, if you think about the true dictatorship from the Roman times was they the shit would hit the fan and they were like, listen, we need 
one voice, one person saying what to do, one person calling the shots. Here's the dictator stick or whatever it was. You have it until this crisis is over. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a very smart play. Why have everybody, oh, let's him and haw around. It's one thing that you're hemming and hawing around, like, where are we going to go eat tonight? You got a group of friends. Is well, are these the zombie? Are these the zombies talking? Yeah. <laughs> um, as as opposed to it's zombie apocalypse. We've got um, a, a pack of wolves. We got this town. You need like one person to say, "Let's do." You tell people what to do. Just don't go, Captain, and say no, and then we'll follow. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the leader of Exa- Alexandria, Deanna, she has very. She's like. Yeah, Rick, you're right. Yeah. And she's she said, deferring to him. Yeah. Right. She gets Isn't it. Isn't that what she said when she's on the ground still? Rick, you were right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah. The, uh, or, or at some point, that, yeah. She, she says, says it that. to the preacher. Rick was oh, right. Rick was right, yeah. And Father yeah, Gabriel. Or did she say you were wrong? Or you were wrong. Yeah, That's yeah. what it was. Father Gabriel went. Yeah, you were wrong. He just kind of looks at her like, I love that. Sorry. When they were were volunteering for duty, Father Gabriel says, I'd like to go. And Rick goes, no. (laughs) No. Absolutely effing not. (laughs) It was just such a quick thing, such a quick aside. It's like, no, let me shoot that turkey out of the air right now. I thought uh, Glenn was going to do that with Homeboy that he 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 battled with. With with Nicholas. He He looked at him like, like, you better effing not. And then he told him on the deal. Before they had the dry run turned into the wet run. Yeah. Ooh, I guess that's what the term right. is. Yeah. I had the wet one. Wet runs? What? Yeah. So the worst. He told Never them, fun. like, when we get back, you're not going. You're not going to do it. You're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. And then, of course, it turns. It's game on. Yeah. So they got to go. Um, but, yeah, I was I was thrilled. The fast start. Get out of the box, man. Go. Yeah, that, that bumped me a little bit because it was a good time for Nicholas to sort of prove himself a little bit in Glenn's eyes when they went to that – that hardware store, that tractor that store, feet, yeah. that tractor store. The chick, yeah, okay, the chick underneath the uh, the tractor there yeah. to the parking lot. Why they didn't come on walk up and put a knife in her head just to eliminate that possible? Well, threat. and <laughs> the thing that bumped me is that when they were setting all this up, they went by that tractor feed store originally anyway. So but why didn't says, they just get rid of them right then? He, well, because they're on the dry run. They're just going to go walk through it. He says we have. This is the first thing we have to do when we're done down here at. The quarry talking mm. about our plan. We have we to, to come back and take care of these. This is problem. This is we have to leave this plot device because we need it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it, yeah, but yeah, they could have easily killed that. You right. don't leave a zombie there because she, she could have ripped herself in well, half and been like the bicycle zombie in episode conveniently, one. <laughs> right, crack crawling. Yeah, they didn't know that conveniently that semi was going to fall off the side of that cliff while they were down there. Mm. We'll do it live. So true. So yeah, the uh, I saw an article. They thought they had time. Uh, this was on whatculture.com uh, in their TV section, and it was uh, The Walking Dead Season 6. Ten things episode got right. And even all the, the things that are praising The Walking Dead, it's like you can feel some shade being cast in Fear of The Walking Dead. It's like, unlike the other show. Um, number 10 was a unified group, is that the original group, and the Alexandrians are finally sort of coming together right. and mm-hmm. seeing on the same page. And the one guy who so didn't, he finally them. turned around and then, but he, oh, well, you're just going to be our one show wonder. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did they, oh, this is one of those, I bet you this is one of those articles that it's, you have to hit next page. <laughs> I'm not going to go through all no, 10 of them. No, but they, yeah. Well, I'm, here I found real quickly, um, the five lessons Fear the Walking Dead can learn from the Walking Dead. Oh, was this on Forbes? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw that one too. Uh, no, this is actually on Vulture. Oh, same thing. <clears throat> um, the Walkers may be undead, but emotions are still alive. Yeah, no wooden characters. Let someone, anyone, have a good idea at some point. That you know the uh, the our heroes are dummies. Yeah. You know what I mean. I, and I've said that a million times. That really irritates me. Oh, on fear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, any show. Yeah. The, the hero is this the country rube that just keeps fooling and getting yeah. fooled or making them make mistakes. I just don't know what's going on yeah, here. Long um, legged woman, where you been all my life? <laughs> life, life, life. <laughs> so, and here's one: don't have Carl. Yeah, because Carl, like, where was he this episode? He he, we saw him a little bit at the start, and then he was yeah. off making out a, with that chick. I guess a brief, a brief glimpse where he's like, "Oh, there's another year. He's aged and right. you know, growing up." You know? Yeah, I know. It's like it's like, "Hello, <laughs> Mister Groove, five inches." It's like <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, don't skimp on the gross zombie slaughtering. Yep. Duh, and humor is allowed. Yeah, and that's yeah. every, and I think so too. Everything I read. Was like, thank goodness that the Walking Dead found humor. It's okay, and in and and people in tough situations, gallows humor is the thing that keeps them going. Like a uh, in uh, Dan Carlin's podcast on World War One, yeah, he goes on extensively about how gallows humor, the things that they would laugh about, the body parts in the trenches, they would make jokes about that. It was that's what keeps them sort of sane in all right. the situations. Yeah, and in the trench warfare, I read a little something about, about that, yeah, the soldiers would be yelling back and forth to the enemy, and the enemy would right. be busting their balls back <laughs> a little bit. You know, because, the, the, yeah, right. it's just that... Uh, something to break the, the monotony. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, like, it's like playing uh, like online, like... Uh, CSGO or something. <laughs> He's like, I will come over there and teabag you, dude. <laughs> I will rip your balls off so you squat, cannot contaminate squat, the rest of society. Squat, squat, yeah. squat, squat. So yeah, it's uh, it's much better. It's much yeah. improved. Why was it uh, Sasha? She was driving the car with uh, uh, Abraham when yeah. they was leading with Daryl, slowly leading the yeah the zombie riding, parade. Be riding his motorcycle barely enough to keep it upright. Yeah. So um, <laughs> why wasn't she honking the horn? Was it did the horn not work or something? Because it's like yeah, I know that would have been a, sound. You know? That would have been a very unless they were like thinking that would draw others, you know, other packs to them and cause problems. You know, I, I don't know, but they were. What I wondered was in that scene was why are they in the worst car imaginable? Like if you, you <laughs> what you don't want to have happen is that car to break down and you're having to hoof it for ten miles <laughs> right. in front of several thousand zombies. Yeah, because yeah. I think they were supposedly leading like twenty or 50, twenty, like 50, 20 twenty-six miles, something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's you want, a you don't want to go longest, on. You don't want to I mean, go the on. best car you can find. You want yeah. some? You want a Lexus with like twenty thousand miles on it? You know <laughs> yeah. it's not going to break, break down. Right. I thought that was kind of silly. Yeah, yeah. They, they, well, and the, apparently there was a the, the cast and crew had a, a it was like in the script. It was right, the ugliest the, car in the world. The ugliest <laughs> car in the world. That's what they called that in the yeah. script. <laughs> okay, now we see the scene with the ugliest car in the world. That's like, that, wow, that can't so you just dumb. throw a primer coat on that thing? Color done. Or, yeah, I would just want something that I know runs. And they went past hundreds of cars yeah. that were in, f- in fantastic condition. Well, Fill one of those up and drive. At, at the very those least, all cast at least, crew vehicles. <laughs> well, at, at the very least, at least they didn't do what sort of drives me crazy in shows like Blind Spot. It's like, here comes the Cadillac commercial. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, wow, look at that. Because the handle so well. Black Cadillac Escalade. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the whole yeah. thing, too, was I thought, I was like, when they showed that piece of shit car, um, I was like, if this car starts going, dig, 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 I'm going to be like, okay, dummy. You just <laughs> drove the worst car in the world out there. Is your, hey, I got to go drag these zombies 30 miles down it's the road. The- this is called this is called consequences. It's the car that Daryl could get running. He can only fix old cars. Can't figure. He can't work on those foreign M- new imports. No, yeah. here's, driving a, here's a, dirt, a, thought, a dirt bike. <laughs> they let all those zombies go free. What I would when I, I, I thinking that they're just going to get them out out of town and they're just going to keep on keeping on that direction. Yeah, what's going to prevent them from scattering and coming back at you, or the whole crowd from turning around and coming back at your town? I didn't understand. They were in a quarry, and obviously I know that there's a lot of like, hey, this is kind of a cool scene to do, leading these zombies around. Mm-hmm. But my first instinct would be Can you pile to more vehicles in there? more vehicles up, <laughs> right, yeah. kept them in there somehow, found ways to slowly set them pick on them, fire. Slowly pick them off, pick them off. over yeah. a few months. Yeah. 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 I, I thought, thought that was risky. <laughs> that seemed like a really, yeah, yeah. it's like. All right, we've, I think we've got I, 10 ways we can approach this. <laughs> Risk. Free to riskiest. <laughs> they're, they're, riskiest. I'll take riskiest. <laughs> Can we do it the riskiest way possible? Well, they were having a meeting about all the possible scenarios, and they said, well, Eduardo back here was spitballing a few ideas. Tell us, <laughs> tell us some of the kookiest things that you thought of. It's like, lead him on a marathon? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. okay, Eduardo has do a zombie marathon. Can do a Forrest Gump reenactment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zombie-thon. <laughs> Yeah, so it was good. I they liked were, it, though. They were walking for the cure. It was a, it was a new spin on the Susan G. Komen. <laughs> the, the zombies were uh, raising money to cure breast cancer. They all got pink ribbons on. Well, they were trying to cure zombie infections. They were walking for themselves, really. <laughs> true true yeah. that. Yeah, spade your spade and neuter your pets. <laughs> and don't forget, please spare and neuter your zombie. Yeah. So when we're talking about fun stuff, time flies. We're already at uh, an hour. Right oh, nice. Right. You want to go cook your pickle things? Let's have some pickles. All right. Sweet. Refresh the drinks and have pickles. Sweet pickles. Sweet pickles. Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com. On Twitter, at BingeWatchPC and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for BingeWatch Podcast. Madness with Brian every Sunday. That'd be a good podcast. <laughs> Just me screaming for 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead makes me so angry. Feel the pump. Let us pump you up. You up. All right. So we talked about fear. Yes. We talked about that other zombie show. The let good us, one. The good one. Let's Otherwise, never. We shall not talk about fear again until next season of fear, and then we'll start griping about yeah. it again. There is no fear to fear, but fear the Walking Dead. But fear the Walking Dead itself. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
How can so, I make this into a bumper sticker? Yeah. Um, what else did you guys watch this week? I finished two the, weeks for you. Hopefully, you've watched oh, something yeah. in the last go, two weeks. Go ahead, Ron. Like one thing. No, you go. Mm. Okay. Well, I finished mm. up uh, last week. I burned through uh, season uh, one of episode up to episode fourteen of the Blacklist. Yeah, uh, loving it. Yeah, loving yeah. it. Yeah. So I can go around and, better. <laughs> and I finished up uh, all of season one, all twenty-two episodes uh, yesterday. So of Blacklist of, yeah. of season one of it. I yeah. still have one more season, and they're on season three right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. I am thoroughly impressed with that show. Yeah, it's good. It once is you, once you, it gets rolling, dude. Spader's, it's really good. Spader's the man. <laughs> James uh, James Spader is the man. He. Um, I, I told Brian last week that it's it's like CSI procedurals with great monologues from James Spader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not that they show a lot of blood, but man, they show a ton of violence in that. Yeah, show. they don't. They don't. They don't hold back, and they're not afeard of uh, <laughs> yeah. showing a little blood splat here and there, yep. or a lot of it here and there. Uh, so I'm thoroughly impressed with that. I did notice, I liked how quickly they get to the show. They do the tease in, and then the blacklist. Yep. And then they go in, they go right to the yeah, show. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. And, and they that, show whatever, whatever the, the name of the episode. Yeah, and they keep the name nice yep. and simple. It's, yep. it's whoever's next, uh, uh, the produce man. Number two seventy five on the blacklist. Berlin and, and the yeah Berlin. They uh, we got through this. It's not a. It's not the place. It's the guy. Yeah, and he's number eight on the list. And I noticed the higher you are on the list, the more you have a tendency to jack stuff up <laughs> yeah, yeah. and kill things, uh, and more danger you are. And Berlin has like, hey, man, he's just number eight. <laughs> like right. if you're number like seventy eight. You know, like jaywalk, <laughs> things like that. Soul government secrets. It's like he's not—he's really sort of on the gray list. On the well, I think what list. they do too with his character, like you see, he's this former admiral or captain in the navy, badass Ad- admiral, yeah. admiral, killer, CIA guy. <clears throat> but they slow—they're really slow about peeling his character's layers back. Um, but not in a bad way. Right. Yeah, it's not like you're agonizing over... It's a need-to-know basis. Yeah, it's not like you're <laughs> agonizing over... Situations occur that... And you'll see in season two, there's two or three episodes in there where not in relation to What's or Nuts, the female FBI person, but in um, relation to other people within their world. Yeah. Uh, how loyal he is and how... Um, he is super cut and dry, Elizabeth but he also has the, this uh, the the female FBI very clear name. line yeah. of uh, yeah. good Megan on this side, bad on the other side. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like you said, they're doing. He starts off one way, she starts off another way, and now they're sort of crossing and say, "Hey, I'm on the I'm on my way to the dark side." <laughs> and he's sort of you're seeing a little bit softening more up. softening up and he or at least being revealed as being as having a soft side. No? Well, and as ha- as having some depth and all the characters have some interesting depth. Um um Elizabeth Agent Keen, her husband, you finally Get to see what's up with him, right? Very. I told you he's integral, and he's still in the yeah show a year later. Yeah. I mean, in uh, in the season two, it's like man, kill him, <laughs> kill him. Yeah, when are you gonna kill him? But yeah, it's 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 everything. It's like not everybody has ulterior motives. Everybody, there's a mole inside the system, right? You know, inside the off FBI uh, branch. And I wish you guys had watched Alias. This is Alias's 
thing playing out on a on a on a higher level. I'm uh, it's or on Netflix. just new, I guess. It's on Netflix. I'll have to go back and watch Alias because you've said always said good things about Alias, and it seems like yeah, that Alias sort of set the tone for shows sort of like this. So yeah, with the whole plot within a plot, you never know who's on. Everybody's a sleeper agent for some other thing, and you never know like that this season who's stone gets turned over oh yeah. yeah man i was acting like i was with you guys but i was really with this new group that's now being revealed in this season to an, another layer in the onion yeah but they don't they plan it very smart they don't get it doesn't i haven't i don't think i've rolled my eyes yet at <laughs> like oh it's this shadow conspiracy government thing oh okay no i haven't had any i've i burned through the last the last half of season one um I like the music and the, they they do some really interesting musical choices. They uh, in uh, the ep- one of the episodes with uh, Agent uh, Keen's husband, um, they did uh, that slowed down version of Dolly Parton's Jolene. Right. Yeah, that, that's really cool. <laughs> I really like how they did that. They picked some to kind of make it darker. Yeah. Well, and th- that was a a thing that went around like a like a year or so ago. Is that somebody? It was a YouTube mini hit that right. somebody had slowed it down. Right, and it sounds really cool. It's very sort of surreal sounding and very throaty and very and sort it, of dark sounding. Yeah, almost. Blacklist is yet again in uh, NBC's stepping, you know, continuing to step to the darker side and being able to get a little bit more like AMC or AMC something. or something. And well, not kudos, mm-hmm. kudos to them because they this is a uh, I love it. I love the show. I can't wait to see. Uh, I've I, I just watched episode one of season two yesterday as well so i'm ready to dig into the last 21 episodes of season two and then i could go my view on demand <laughs> to catch up with i might oh, just yeah. let it set for a while finish up season two and then just let it come to netflix so i can here's that slow down version of that song it's really cool doesn't sound like Dolly Parton anymore, does it? But it's it's great when they slow it down. You can really hit the, hear the guitar beat and and that, that lap steel really slow and sort of creepy sounding. That's, yeah. that's yeah. really cool. Yep, super cool. Yeah, they do they do a good job on that show. They bring in a lot of uh, interesting stuff. The way they handle it, like they've got the pressure of the long arc, right? Yeah, and then the pressure of every episode, they've got to tell a story about somebody new on the blacklist and how they get them. Yeah, and I I really like how the the long arc is very it's very present. It's always there, right? And that's this whole. It's never like they go four episodes and then they go, oh yeah, oh, yeah but shit, we're trying to s- tell this other story too. Yeah, when uh, 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 Keen is sitting there with a. Uh, with uh, Reddington, they're sitting on the stairs, and this whole, you know, very quickly on, it's like, oh, maybe he must be her dad, and then no, he's not, and then she finally, in one of the ep- later episodes, are you my dad? And he just <laughs> looks away, no, <laughs> <laughs> but you still, it's not, it's like, is that a firm no? <laughs> yeah, are, you, yeah. are you just telling yeah, me no because you're protecting me? It's it, they're teasing it along really well, right? And um, I'm, I'm, I thought the. Keen, I thought her character was a little bit wooden, but I think maybe that was by design. And she's really 
Man, she's not scared to stab a fool. <laughs> yeah, middle of season, she kind of has a you know obviously a big wake up call there. Yeah, in, in season one, um, yet another wake up call in season two, and by the end of season two, she's pretty hardcore. Yeah, you know. it's, it's, she is sort of breaking the shackles off at the end of season one. It's uh, you want to talk about a rough way to start a new career is like day one they all pull up and in, in the in the escalades and it's like. Keen, we need you to come with us now. It's like, yeah. bye, honey. <laughs> Did you pack my lunch? I don't think I'll be home tonight. Yeah, I may have to work late. Yeah, it was. A, have you watched any of it, Ron? I watched uh, the first three or four episodes before we kind of got behind on it. Oh, dude. last one I thought I think we saw was the uh, was the serial killer dude in the woods. With the, oh yeah, the the, the creepy book, looking the yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. And then he got whatever dissolved or whatever <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah he had that was the i think the one of uh, uh reddington's first super monologues yeah that he gave that guy before he all right time to go in the dunkin tank <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does this whole thing and it, it's like maybe you are you can be redeemed or maybe not or maybe not <laughs> <laughs> but i rewound i rewound that, that that monologue that he did he does he does such a good job and they get mm-hmm. they're not afraid to get really close to his face and mm-hmm. the camera the closer you get to an actor's face the less you want the actor to do with their face less emoting less movement yeah. and just tell it just tell it with the eyes yeah voice and eyes man he just is super calm and that's the whole um point of his character right very yeah. maintaining methodical evil or even kill uh, and not not a lot of this not a lot of that just kind of right down the middle his delivery is great when he's doing one of his monologues because he's not afraid to take these long pauses right and that's i think that is so awesome that actors when they do that so that you you're sort of being strung along a little bit and not here I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this out. I don't even sold. Yes, I yeah. Wait, I feel like I'm on the at Sotheby's on the auction block here. But it's, yeah, it's um. If any anybody out there, any of our seven listeners, have not watched that series, you should get into it. They had Brian had said last week that they had just got started with season three, mm-hmm. and, and like she's turning a little more. Oh, in season three, oh, you could see it at the end of season one. It's like in season two, she's pretty hardcore it's like oh she just shot that guy <laughs> and still asking him questions you can't get questions from a corpse silly girl <laughs> you know well, I, mean, she, I think she grows more rogue in season three yeah she's a, you can definitely tell uh father is rubbing, <laughs> is rubbing off on her is that she's and this whole the stress of this whole situation and then finding out her husband's not what he seems to be and that yeah. Reddington, and also the she's angry at herself because Reddington this whole time is like, you might want to look into him a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you mean? Yeah. What do you really know? About I can't him? tell you. I'll stuff, see you. things. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, I want to do. Stuff. And it's yeah, and it's like it's like this guy's been right about all this stuff, and you're going to question him on this. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I it's know, that, know. that but even, she, she feels so, like she's been fooled. And you'll see in season two, even all that has a bunch of twists. That whole yeah. like what seems like a little subtle play there has a ton of twists. In season well, two. yeah, because her husband, after the reveal, whatever the reveal is, mm-hmm. is that he says, "Don't trust Reddington. He's mm-hmm. not what he seems." And I'm like, ah, oh, the counter twist, the double <laughs> twist. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> now wait a second. 
So you're saying yeah. that I'm saying that you're saying that I'm saying that you're saying that <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, saying that he's crooked. Yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you don't do believe him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool show. Good recommendation, man. Yeah, well, Ron knows, but Ron, you need to you need to get back. I gotta in get the back game. in it. I think I think I think you need to preemptively uh, wear the pants in the family and just start watching <laughs> it. You guys do or don't? I can't remember having Netflix. We do have Netflix. Do have, yeah, do. Oh, yeah, Netflix and Amazon Prime both. Yeah. Uh, then you got no excuses. We do. We have no excuse other than Meemaw can't stay awake past you know. Well, uh, nine forty-five. I know, but I know <laughs> that's true. But I know you stay up till four in the morning. So well, not that late if anymore. Stop, if you'd stop Bill Cosby in there, yeah. <laughs> nothing untoward. Just trying to get you to go to sleep so I can watch some shows. <laughs> that and roll over. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, what's that about? N- nothing. <laughs> Daddy only mounts from the back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, yeah, never. And you'll love to get season two. Actually, gets better. Yeah, the first episode of season two was good, so I'm gonna probably watch oh, a couple yeah. of tonight. We'll add that back into the mix. We need. To, we need. To, if we can, if we can, you know, my goal originally was okay. Let's watch a show a night. You know, uh-huh. let's watch one show a night, except for maybe I'll throw an odd night out there, Sunday night football or something like that. We don't do. Um, but you know, let's try during the week. Let's try to at least watch four or five shows. You know, each week, and we can't seem to get past. We're we're we Walking Dead. You know, it's Fear now. It's Walking Dead and Blind Spot, and that's about mm, that's all. That's time. about the <laughs> limit we can do because it's other nights. I'm too tired. Well, yeah, I was about to say. I was like, you're being a a, a real sport saying we. That's the limit <laughs> we can do till death to us part. Till death to us. Part. <laughs> I'm gonna have to kill it. Although I did, I, I did watch more. You know, the, the little binge on Archer. Watch a few more of those. I'm but almost, that's yeah, that's 22 minute episodes. Oh, those are so easy. Yeah, yeah, and that's something she is definitely out on. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she yeah. she hates Archer. No, she, it's one of those things. She she thought she hated it, but then she hears a little bit here and there as I'm starting to watch it before she, she gets sucked into off, it. <laughs> and she laughs and giggles and thinks that some of it's funny, and then but then she's like, just falls asleep. So. Yeah. Have you all taken her to the doctor? <laughs> I'm starting to think that there's some sort of mel- metabolic imbalance. But she like would okay, you know, we watch a show, and then she'll like go wash her face, and then she'll like lay down, and then she's like, okay, I'm going to bed, and then uh, it's five ten minutes, you know, boom. <laughs> I know. I've yeah. always been amazed how quickly she can fall <laughs> yeah, asleep right. yeah. with a jackhammer going. And oh yeah, us doing stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah, well, like it, like it, uh, Austin City Limits, you know, we're there in the room, we've got room service being delivered, and she is just sawing logs. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to think you might want to get one of those little pocket tasers. <laughs> just, Meemaw, we're in a show. <laughs> Somebody asked me yesterday how the show was. And I was like, oh, man, the concert is good. I think I almost died afterwards, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, Ginger was talking Maybe she's telling our cousins about it last night she goes yeah i think brian almost had a heat stroke <laughs> that's what he told, told me last week and he was he was watching his man my calves are cramping i was like well you probably was nearly dehydrated dude i went on that walk back and we just i was just one foot one foot from the other one foot that's all i could think i 
if you would have asked me to do like simple math at that point, I don't know <laughs> if I could have been able to. And then we got what a mile or two down the road and finally got some water and then that water hit my stomach. And then I not only thought I was going to have a heat stroke, then I thought I was going <laughs> to throw up everywhere. Cause you're so bad dehydrated oh, that your stomach oh was like, God. yeah, the store's closer. <laughs> <laughs> we got back to the hotel. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but when we were, the Uber driver was taking us back, I was looking out the window because I was, I couldn't look forward. I was just kind of looking out the window with my eyes closed um, out the side window because if I oh, looked yeah. forward, all that motion was making me more and more nauseous. And I oh, had wow. two beers all day long. Yeah. He's about to die, dude. <laughs> and and he, he like turned, thank God, turned the AC up real or down really cold and was blowing yeah. really hard in my face. And that helped. And then we got out of the Uber and they, we walked to the hotel and I said, I couldn't, I knew I couldn't go get in that, in the, uh, elevator. Elevator, yeah. And I said, I'm just, I'm just gonna sit here. Yeah, and he, for, you were in the lobby like forever. Yeah, you were down there for a Damn while, it, dude. Mm-hmm. And the Uber driver, he turned on that AC high. He's like, man, I could not have another dead body in this car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my limit, my monthly limit. I've already I hit thought, it. <laughs> I was either that or he was just like, oh, this is gonna be another motherfucker peeking my car. Right. You know? like, Were you in the front or, or I was in the front? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. It's like, do you know how much paperwork you have to do for a, a puke or a dead body? <laughs> They're about the same. <laughs> Wow, about the same. But it was, yeah, it was a good, it was a good show. That's what know. he said. He said last week. He said y'all, y'all rocked out. He, he, uh, we went to go get snacks down at the Tom Thumb, and he, uh, we went in the caddy, and he played Royal Blood, Loose Change. Oh uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome when you're going yeah. for two dudes. Two I know dudes I know. doing that. Oh, yeah. that's pretty awesome. I listened to the uh, that whole album that Loose Changes on yeah. up at work uh, off of YouTube. That's like they only have one. Yeah. Oh, is it just yeah. one? I thought they, they, had, a, EP, they, had, they had an EP as well. But yeah. it's basically all the songs off that they went back in the studio and redid, and they're on Royal Blood. That's pretty awesome. They're uh, from the UK, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're really cool. The UK okay. or Australia? UK. Same he thing. Had Same a, thing. He went on a working vacation in Australia um, for years. <laughs> he was sent to prison. <laughs> yeah, well, I think he was <laughs> just the down there Kali. drinking Kali. a lot and having a good time. And then he went back. He was So he was doing kind of that act in Australia with this other drummer guy. Left there, went to back to the UK, and uh, found Dude. Which I really like that guy's drumming style. It's kind of hip-hop, kind of um, rock, upbeat, tempo. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. I have That's all I've been listening to since we got back. Yeah, but, yeah I damn near died. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like them. And you know, really, I mean, besides them and, and uh, Foo... Who else did we really... Ron's wearing a Foo Fighters shirt today. Sit through, yeah. Did you get that at the concert? No, no, I had this one before. I was about to say it looked a little like it's been washed a few times. Yeah, and it's just a generic Foo Fighters with the FF. Yeah, it looks like like Steak and Shake shirt or something, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a little low. Yeah, it looks like a food logo. Food logo. Yeah, like a 50s diner. I got, I got, yeah, this, I got yeah. this off. I did get this off, though, the Foo Fighters website, foofighters.com. Oh, which God, a little plug man. for them. If you char, if you buy swag directly from the bands, oh, golly, they want to charge arm and a leg. They want like fifty dollars a shirt. Dude, it's like, a, it's, like it's, it's, it's like going it's like going to the state fair, man. You want that? You want that Snickers deep fried corny dog? That's going to be about eighty tickets. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember how much those freaking brisket tacos we had there. That were just it was basically a, a flour tortilla with brisket in there. They were. Nothing else. Six bucks a piece, I think. Or, more, or was it that was more than that? Was or was it nine dollars for two? I think it was nine dollars. There was yeah. nothing on them. Golly! Yeah. 
And it, yeah, nothing on them. I mean, they had barbecue sausage you could put on them, which I loaded mine up because I was like, I took one bite. And I'm like, okay, this is just brisket and a, and a flour tortilla. I need something on here. So I went and got barbecue sauce and then I got all, had a giant vat of dill pickles there. And so I just was, I kept on scooping them out. I think the dude kind of looked at me like, are you can take the whole jar. <laughs> <laughs> at these prices, I might. <laughs> at, the, at these prices, I need to, I need to defray my costs, sir. <laughs> That's right. You, you owe me something. a Costco <laughs> jar of pickles. I'm going to be selling these for a, so ten cents is a deal. <laughs> or if they're whole pickles, you'll just be slicing them up and parting them out. <laughs> so that's all the blind spot and walking. That's the only ones that we are watching currently. Well, on Orange New Black, we watched another episode the other night of that. So I those are the to, three shows we basically watch. I need to get caught. I haven't. I for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just I have so many shows going right now that I haven't stayed caught up on the Orange is the New Black on Netflix. I haven't finished out House of Cards, the most recent season. I just, season three just, of House and Cards, House of Cards, I got like two episodes in and I, I went on to others. I didn't it really bore bow you. out. It was just boring. I couldn't get into it. Really? And Orange um, is the third season is good. I like the season, but you want you want Piper to die. I think I said that before. Just I've, like, I've pretty much have been wanting Piper to die <laughs> since the the jump. She, yeah. <laughs> since the I jump. think that's I don't know. That's maybe the intent is they want to make her irritating as hell. But somebody mm. just parked out here and job they, well done. They put a spooky mannequin in the front of their car and they're out here taking pictures of it. And now they're getting back in their car. <laughs> what? This lady is out here. She she put this spooky Halloween sort of thing in her front seat. In the driver, driver's seat or passenger seat? Driver's seat. Mm. She's got her hazards on, and now she's laying the dead body down in the back seat. It reminds me of that. Uh, and she's about to drive away. I think she's going to dump it Look over. out that window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're what? Hey, lady. Hey, lady. What are you doing? And, and somebody was in the passenger seat all the way leaned back, just chilling. Weird shit happens in the club. Doing a slow rub. I see you. <laughs> Don't you look over here. Get your eyes off me. Stop eyeballing me. <laughs> Get your, <laughs> Get your Don't, dick. Don't you eyeball me, boy. Get your filthy little dick skinners where I can see them. <laughs> so, Ron, you missed it last what, week. What? The, the, I finally put uh, season five of Marathon. Shameless on the Showtime app where I could watch that. Yeah, and you burn through them all. Oh yeah, God, sure. that show's good. Dude. We watched a couple episodes yeah. out there on the yeah. on the patio. It was everything he said it was. <laughs> and so the, it was kind of cool. Like I, I like every, you, you got to hate Frank. He's the biggest piece of shit in the world, right? So what do they do? They put Frank into a situation in which you have empathy for him. Like they force you to <laughs> go. Oh. Dude, that's rough. So uh, the his story arc in the season. This is, uh, or at least the second his, half of the what's season. What's his name? Uh, Gacy. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. John, uh, William, whatever Gacy. Shatner. William uh, Macy. Macy. Yeah. Yeah. William Macy. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> William <Gacy>. Shatner. He <laughs> speaks. Es- he speaks es- Esperanto the whole episode. It's really sort of weird. <laughs> it is weird. It's kind of cool. So um, yeah, it's his character. He's the father. So his story arc for the second half of the, to die. the season is he, he's in a real <laughs> bad situation. He gets die. shot. <laughs> uh, his, one of his daughters shoots him because he's a piece of shit, and he deserved it. He's a drunk piece of shit. And he's just kind of nicked in the arm, and he's at the hospital, and this beautiful young doctor is taking care of him, 
And she finally just goes, I can't. She runs out. So he goes chasing her. He's like, what's going on? She's like, I found out that I have stage four pancreatic cancer and only have weeks to live. I just found this out today. This is the doctor? This is the doctor. And she's maybe, she's like 32, you know, petite, beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And And his first thought is, Maybe I could have a chance to stupor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, Frank's mind never starts get, stops going. So he he they start, start talking. She's like, I, I've got, you know, all I've focused in on is my career and my student loans, and I've never really lived life. And so Frank's like, well, you know, I could help you with that. <laughs> you yeah. know? So Let's he goes go on like anyway. about a month. When he's not covered in pigeon shit. Of getting her high for the first time, smoking crack for the first time. He's having sex with her all the time. They're doing all these dangerous things. Um, her family's trying to get her to go to uh, into uh, take chemo and stuff, but you only have a 2% pancreatic cancer. is 2% survival rate um, at stage four. So she's like, no, I don't want to do that. That's did not she, how I want to live the rest of my life. Did she drink some herbal tea? She didn't, yeah. Steve Jobs. Steve did. Jobs, moron. <laughs> um, so then she, uh, they go to Costa Rica, and they're living down there, and he's taking, he's actually taking care of her because she's a source of money, right? Mm, right. Um, she's got free drugs, and, or she's giving him free drugs. They're doing their thing. They're living in Costa Rica on the beach, doing all this stuff. He's trying to get, she keeps trying to kill herself. Um, he keeps saving her life, like, no, no, just a few more days, you know. But he falls in love with her, and she's dying in a matter of days. So that's how they, you know, then he has to go through this whole thing of, like, oh, my God, I, she was just, I was using her, and now I'm all about that, and I'm in love it, yeah. with her, and what am I going to do? And he's gnarly looking in the show. Yeah. He is mm-hmm. gnarly. <laughs> and um, so it was super interesting for them to take that route, find some way to force you to go, oh, man, poor Frank. <laughs> After five or four and a half seasons of him, you just going, ah, fucking hate that guy. I hope he gets hit <laughs> by a truck. How does he keep getting out of these things? Blah, blah, blah. So it was it was a great season, man. It had That's just one of like 10 story arcs in there. Because like they it. do pretty... Uh, they have a pretty convoluted. The thing about Frank, yep. Uh, when we watched that couple episodes on the patio, is that he reminded me of that hee haw show. It's like, if it weren't for bad luck, luck I'd have no look at all. <laughs> Doom, despair, <laughs> agony on me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he's like. Man, this guy is as pathetic, and his kids just don't care about him <laughs> at all. <laughs> like a, they just tolerate him. Season one, they're done with him, but they're not done with him to the point of, like, will somebody just kill Frank? <laughs> right. But like season, yeah. season two and three, after that, they're just like, oh, Frank, how yeah. do you? How, why are you not dead? <laughs> why, do, yeah. why don't you uh, get hit by a truck? But it was good. It's, t- it's really... Um, Interlace, like there's not like an overarching like for the show itself, from going from point A to point B. It's all character driven. You know, let's say there's ten characters and they all are on their own arc, and it cuts back and forth. Yeah, and it does a pretty good job of evenly spreading that that out between all the characters. Um, it was good. It was good. I can't wait for season six to fire up. And you said that was uh, Showtime. Yep. Are you pretty still, much caught up on all the Showtime stuff? Yeah, about are you the still? <laughs> are you paying now for Showtime? Or are you? I have paid for a month, yeah. and Homeland is on, and I'm trying to figure out if I want to watch Homeland or. Uh, is it Showtime only? Homeland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Or does that is that Homeland? That's one that comes to Prime, right? Or no? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I don't think any Showtime stuff does. So you're doing Showtime sort of like a vampire. You just you just get it, bleeding it dry. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm going to cut it off. I drink your milkshake. And then I'll just come <laughs> from across the yard. <laughs> I'll just come back at some point and, and finish it off. But that's what I was waiting for. For that season five to finally be added up, because it season six is starting. Yeah, and I was like, "What the hell? Why? Why can I not have access to the one that just finished?" But I guess they were selling it or whatever. Monetize, so. baby! It's a brave, brave new landscape we're in now mm-hmm. with the uh, with the golden age of TV, as Brian said. That's right, and, and that uh, monetizing. Tom uh, Cook robbed you. <laughs> streaming options. For, yeah. Let's make them. Although Stars has decided not to go that route. For the time being, they offer an app for subscribers, cable subscribers to Stars, but they are not selling it uh, streaming to non-subscribers. Non- I think they just got to be weighing their option because remember they used to be hooked up with Netflix, um, and then they parted ways with Netflix and they did some other weird arrangement for a couple of years. But used to have like all of Star stuff that was on Netflix. I think three or four years ago. Yeah, I, I categorically don't trust any company that's. Starts with an I something, an E something, or ends their name in Z. <laughs> I pretty much pan them, spec pan on on those companies. Yeah, but yeah. I am interested in the new star, uh, one new star series. I think I emailed you, you guys about that. Busty Babes Volume Four. No. What? Ash versus the Evil Dead. Oh, yeah, that's right. I wish that's that wasn't right. coming on stars. I've I've seen. <laughs> That's a harsh thing to say, man. They're, they're trying to branch out for you, brother. I know, but I don't want to have to fuck with another. I know, this, uh, I know. This fragmentation of the Hope, of the hopefully media. it goes on iTunes as soon as they show it. And yeah, you can get I it probably there. have to watch it there. Yeah. yeah, if it's worth it, I'm gonna wait till like I mean, yeah, that's an awesome idea. <laughs> but does it get executed well? And does stars from deliver? the? Have you watched the trailer for no, it? Oh, I don't think so. It's really, really funny. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of potential to be, you know, the Evil Dead of uh, yeah. or Army of Darkness, Evil Dead of yeah, freaking TV shows. Definitely, you know? it needs to be Army of Darkness versus Evil Dead. Um, but yeah, I'm there, dude. I love the guy. <laughs> hey, but, he's, but he's playing. You know, it's it's um, what's his nuts. Um, <laughs> that's his nuts. Who is who is Ash mm-hmm. actor? Mm, I can never Bruce know. Campbell. Yeah, yeah, it's Bruce Campbell. You know today. You know so he's you know older and you Bubba, know Bubba Tet. Yeah, and he's in, <laughs> he's gotten way into better shape. Yeah, he's gotten better shape now. But like in the, in the show, it's funny. He's like he's like uh, cinching up girdle. a leather girdle, you know, and he cinches it up super tight. And he's like. Oh, and then he's like looking in the mirror going, ooh, yeah. And he's sticking his butt out. He's a, I look good. <laughs> so there's a lot of, there's a lot. And he's, you know, he's still Bruce Campbell. So he's still right. got that goofy yeah. humor. But <laughs> Yeah, you know, he was awesome in Burn Notice. I loved him being in that show. That was the Firefighter show, right? No, no. that's a spy show. Burn Notice. Burn Notice. What am I thinking of? The one with uh, Dennis Leary? What am I thinking oh, of? Rescue Me. Res- Rescue yeah. Me. Okay. Which is a fantastic show. Yeah. I've never saw a stitch of it. Uh, I've heard it's good, though. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Dennis Leary. Is that Netflix? He's awesome. I'm sure it's available somewhere. How many somewhere. seasons does that show go? It ran forever. Yeah. Six or seven. It ran a lot. I'll look that up. Have y'all heard uh, very much, Ron and uh, me and Ron were talking about... Uh, that uh, start November fifteenth on AMC into the Badlands, a new series, a yes, new original series. Trailer's a little sus, 
respect. Well, it's very, you know, it's very uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, a lot of wire, kung fu, crazy sword fighting stuff, you know. In Matrix clothes. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. And so there's it's no like, weapons. It's, 200 years in the future, there's no all uh, guns. guns. Have, guns have been banned. Yeah. Yeah, it says, it, it says you, on... Yeah. They're banned now. You can't run around and shoot people, yeah. but well, you can run around and shoot people. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and they said it said it's on the uh, AMC website. It's uh, a genre-bending martial arts series very loosely based on the classic Chinese tale, Journey to the West, mm-hmm. which I've heard of. Yeah. Yeah. In a land controlled by feudal barons, Into the Badlands tells the story of a great warrior and a young boy who embark on a journey across a dangerous land to find enlightenment. Um so that's what happened to Jared after the whole subway. <laughs> I <guess> so. <laughs> but I got to say that the, the, and I don't know anything at all of it outside of the trailer, but I was really taken aback by all the matrix leather, shiny stuff. Yeah. You know, it looked like if it's in the future and it's it, this, these fiefdoms have sprung it, up and that means civilization has had to fall away to some degree. But they can still really get good all duds. be looking like we're going to the fucking the yeah, rave it's in a, about 15 It's got minutes. a combination of, like, Matrix, obviously the Crouching Tiger and Dragon because of the creator, producer, and the wire work. But it's uh, also... Is Wing Poo? Is Wing Poo doing the wire work? I don't know. Um, I say that all the time, but that's actually the guy that perfected all that. His right. name is Wing Poo. I was, I was, I was waiting but for it's, look, yeah, but looking yeah, it's for got, a joke, but no. It's got Matrix clothes, a dude's, you know, this... A, you know, traveling assassin guy that's kind of like a a sassy assassin, you know, John Wooish, you know, kind of dude, and uh, also a combination of uh, kung fu, David Carradine, Roman the Earth type of dude, and you know, there's there's a lot of elements they're playing there, and Matrix meets Crouching Tiger, yeah, Dragon. and oh, Matrix meets you know uh, uh, Django Unchained, you know, type of thing, you know, yeah. the super violent and as much as they can get away with you know on AMC of course but they're pushing well they can yeah. get super I would yeah. imagine they should be able to get super violent if that's yeah. what they want to do yeah By so way, that, that comes out November 15th so yeah I'll, I'll, I'll tap into it I'm, yeah I'm, I'm checking it out first thing you know. you'll yeah. tap it yeah uh, by the way, Rescue Me, FYI, season se- seven seasons, ninety five episodes. Yeah, it was a long. They didn't. They weren't a ton of episodes per season, but it's a great show. Was it? And there's a lot forty three really, per. Yeah, there's a, a a lot of really really good actors swam through. Basically there. thirteen episodes per season. Oh yep. wow! I always wondered uh, what the. So for season five, they go up to 24. What the qualifications for uh, whether uh, somebody orders 22 episodes versus 13. Is it budget, is it strictly budget or is it strictly story arc or how how that is determined? Because um, it's not... Pretty un- much is it going to be on ABC, CBS, or NBC? Really? Okay. Or is something else? Okay. Because yeah, it's uh, almost the 13, 12, 11, 12, 13 is almost on every other channel. And then it's the 22 to 27 is, is on the big three. The big three. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, though. That's why, like, a season of Blacklist, boy, you got to kill yourself to get through <laughs> that shit, dude, because it's 22, 23 episodes. But it has to do with the length of their seasons and how their scheduling is right. done right. and all that. Well, uh, and, and the amount of money they can put out. And too. 22 episodes, I mean, I feel like. I feel like they did a really good job with it on Blacklist. Yeah, so but you think if that. that was AMC, that'd be like three three seasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You wouldn't have seen all that. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, and it's not uncommon for the first season of something if they're not really hundred percent sure of it. 
Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, just but, do six. Okay, just do, just do six. Kirkman is up our ass for some more money. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and make it <laughs> shitty so we don't have to make a season two or three and this guy owns the network before it's all said and done. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, that's cool. So uh, anything else you've been watching? Right? I did watch, uh, Brian talked about it, I guess, two episodes ago, last time I was here. And I decided to check it out for myself. Watched it actually this morning. Watched Minority Report. Yeah, how'd you like it? You know, maybe you oversold the uh, crappiness of it <laughs> because <laughs> I don't, I don't because so. uh, I was really expecting like, okay, this is going to be a really turd turd show. <laughs> and I, you know, it's kind of like whether you when you oversell a show and you're like, oh, this isn't that great. It wasn't as bad as I said. Yeah, exactly. I was like, well, this isn't that bad. You know, it's not okay. It's not stellar. It's obviously it's not anywhere near the quality of the of the movie. Uh, but you know, I don't think you can really expect that. It seems like a typical Fox show, you know, that cop, you know, in the future type of the show. Cast, the casting was my main number one thing. Was just, I, she is not for to me anyway believable as a futuristic high end the best one of the best detectives in Washington <laughs> D.C. <laughs> She's hot. Yeah. Now, I was going to say, is you have a problem with her because she reminds you a little of your first uh, wife? No. (laughs) She's hot. Yeah. (laughs) No, not at all. See, it it was just, I could not buy her. And then her little sidekick, that lady, the computer whiz. The Asian tattoo-y And you know I never, (laughs) that's a double whammy, you know? There's no, I got no issue with that. (laughs) Right, yeah. But I I just couldn't. Little petite Asian tattoo chick and I'm snurling my nose up at it. (laughs) You know there's something wrong. It's bad. I know. That, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a shame that you can't see the expression while Ron and Brian are talking on Brian's <laughs> face. Is that like somebody put a turd burger sandwich in front of him with a side order of shit chips, and he's like, mm, you know. "No, I'm not eating that." <laughs> but I, yeah, I watched it. Was like, okay, you know, it's it's a little formulaic. It's yeah, the, things are a little, you know, uh, slow to progress here. They're setting everything up. Of course, in the I just watched the episode one, the pilot. Yeah. Is that the one you watched yeah, yeah. the pilot? So they're setting everything I'm up. I'm sure it's and, still recording on the DVR, but there's yeah. no way I'm going to go back and watch. I'll, it. I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it another episode or two. Just, okay, you to, can just see. see you how can be it goes. our correspondent, our minority, minority report, report correspondent. Our, yeah, I would say they take the minority part pretty serious on that show too. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot, of, quite, a, quite a few. It's a sort of a literal translation, and they're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Of course "Oh, so. you didn't mean the, <laughs> you didn't mean minority." I guess for, for those that haven't seen it, or those that might be interested in it, it, it you know, if you've seen the movie, the Tom Cruise movie, which. Uh, Steven Spielberg, Tom Cruise, good film. I don't remember what year that was, 2001, something, something like that. Maybe. In the year 2000. 2000. Um, you know, the whole the movie basically ends with the precogs, the pre-crime and the precogs being taken out of the, the milky goo and, and <laughs> set out to a farm and, and allowed to, like, live normal lives. Take them, you know, they've been there for, whatever, a decade since they were early preteens to now they're in their 20s, so... Go live and and we'll disband the, the whole pre crime thing. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hear you talk about preteens and milky goo ever. The, <laughs> the actors. That's a different channel. <laughs> that, um, the actors that pl- portray the precogs, I didn't have an issue with. I yeah, thought, they were decent. Yeah, the, they're, 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 the lady was pretty good. Yeah, at least believable. Yeah, but it, the, everybody else I thought was not. Um, but the whole premise is that they've now the whatever it is. Ten years later, after the initial minority report, the, the there's two twin boys, and then the girl that were the precogs. Well, one of the twin boys is trying to like 
you know, solve crimes. He's feels bad. He, he's seeing all these visions still of people murdering each other and he doesn't, he wants to try and stop it. So he, you know, comes to, tries to, tries to do something himself and he can't do it. He can't stop him. Uh, can't arrive on time. Can't, doesn't have the resources to do it. Obviously pull it off. So he tries to do it. And then he eventually goes to the, this lady cop, the hot, which by the way, <laughs> I'm sure you noticed on her, you know, she has a very ample bosom and yep. they are showing that to the extreme on the yeah. show. Like one of the, I remember one of the shots of her, she's like wearing this leather jacket, but it's unzipped, you know, partially where then she's got a shirt with a, with a hole where just the cleavage, you know, area is showing the, the, you know, where you get a prime shot of that. And then they show that and she's like in her little, I can't remember what it was a raid or what they were doing. She's doing jumping jacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is one of her jogging in a tank top, uh, which oh, yeah. you get that in slow motion. But then the, but then there's a sh- the camera pans like in a different sh- different shot of her in that same outfit pans like straight down the chest and I'm like you were just doing this to get like you know the young teen boy audience to watch this show pause <laughs> the well I, I I think like they were casting it and they're like man this this girl can really act <laughs> and her and tits are fabulous no the and then somebody else said no. Look at the boobs on this one. <laughs> I get it. I get it. The okay. boobs on this one trumps her acting ability. Um, yeah. It's the Grand Teton Mountains, boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she does. She's endowed. Yeah. Um, but not with acting ability. <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're, they're highlighting the, the, the twins or her twins uh, oh, yeah. to, to prime, effect, prime effect. Yeah. the positive. Eliminate <laughs> the acting ability. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's they're definitely trying to appeal to a young, to a young male audience. I there. have not even had any interest in watching that show. Maybe a little now. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Do they still have the whole For thing from reasons? Yeah. Do they still have? I think I could just Google her name, right. And cleavage shot. Yeah. Uh, do they still have the whole conceit with the the balls that roll down and all that stuff? From no, the pre-crime, movie? pre-crime is gone. Oh, okay. It's it's yeah. abolished at the end of Minority Report, the movie. The movie. I, I, it's it been, been so long gone since for, I... for 10 years. Oh, yeah. it doesn't sound very interesting anymore. Well, now they're bringing that, the whole premise of bringing it back because the, the twins and the girl, the, 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 the older sister and the two boys. Oh, I <laughs> thought you meant the twins. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're not solving crimes on their own, although... Who knows? Yeah, how awesome would that be? Like episode four, her boobs solve if a crime. <laughs> all about, all her boobs start own. having visions. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She, she's sitting there going, oh. <laughs> Thank but, you. Uh, Thank you, Chesty and Lefty. Yeah, the twins are, uh, you know, they're one's out one's out making, using his ability because he can see the future and see names and, and details where the other guy sees more of, like, more pieces. Um, and he's the one that made money off of it. You know, he's like, you know, <laughs> uh, he's like use, a hedge fund manager, or right? Exactly. He's using it to his primarily to his advantage. You let's know? go to the baccarat. Let's go to the sister. Still, I guess sister's still living out in the cabin out here in the middle of nowhere, and uh, the dude's the one that's gone to the cops to try and actually do some good. Sucker. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I, I want you to keep watching it and keep <laughs> reporting back. All right, I'm going to give it another. I'm going until I lose interest. I'm going to give it another, another episode or two <laughs> until they stop showing the twins. Yeah, if you know what I mean. No, I, I think that's they found the formula there. They're going to stick with that. So, um, <sighs> Minority Report. What channel is that on? Fox. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> and it's going to be canceled anyway. No, you know why? Don't get too invested in it because it's only going to last a season or two, and then they're going to pull pull the plug on it. Yeah. 
that's typical Fox. Yeah, so you said it's not as bad as you thought it was. No, and actually, the, like, the special effects are pretty good in it. Um, um, it seems like the high-end special effects, it's gotten so cost-effective to be able to have high production looking value. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. It <laughs> looks p- good. Dill, Dill Pickle. I mean, you think about what they do for like CSI and regular shows like that. You know, they obviously do a lot of things, you know, on monitors and technology that does not really exist. But, yeah. you know, so they just amp it up a little bit more and make it a little more visually uh, like stuff, you know, peering out of nowhere, you know, a uh, uh, visual 3D display, just, you know, yeah. that type of thing, you know. Yeah, the, uh, we was talking about how cost-effective higher production values I got all are. the effects in Minority Report were pretty good, though. No, they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. The little things they threw up in the air, I think, were a little cheaply done. The little uh, nano bats or whatever, right. nano fly, giant flies. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they spent some money on it for sure. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I tried to go back because I think it's maybe Netflix that has Babylon 5. And I was like, oh, man, I haven't sat down and watched that in a long time. And it, the first, at least the first few episodes, the special effects are so bad it's almost unwatchable. <laughs> I mean, it's really It is old bad. technology now, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's old like, TV, cheap technology. Yeah. It's like brought to you in the very early versions of Lightwave. <laughs> <laughs> or Video Toaster on the Amiga. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really bad. I was like, I watched the first episode, I was like, ooh. I can see all five of those texture panels. <laughs> I can see the repeat. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. I can see fascinating. <laughs> the actress's name is Megan Good. Yeah, Megan Good. The one with the big and boobs. She's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, mm-hmm. good looking. Yeah, everywhere she goes, apparently, she's got the girls out. Yeah. <laughs> well, got them. Got them, fought them. Yeah. Until they're, till they're not doing anything for you anymore. Until they drop to your knees. Hey. hey when she you got them. When, when, when she hits 38. <laughs> Sexism in the industry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they won't let me in any more TV shows. <laughs> That's when you get the get them reduced and uh, bring them up. <laughs> yeah, well, you have to you have to get a fly reel right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cut them down and crank them up. <laughs> so you guys watched a couple of, or a little bit. You go watch a little bit, but we watched like almost an episode of that the, that new show. Um, Dark Matter. Yeah. Um, which for the definitely not spending a lot of money on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on the Sci-Fi Channel. The premise, Ron, is uh, they wake up. The crew of a spaceship wakes up from stasis um, in deep space. Uh, their memories wiped. They don't know who they are, why they're on the ship, what's going on. Um, there's typical f- typical thing. To yeah. Happen. Oh yeah. Happens also, all the time, right? <laughs> also known as Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. <laughs> so there's six of them, and then they awaken an android. Uh, or Wouldn't a cyborg. Would Android already be awake since he doesn't need sleep? No, sleeping away. Yeah. It was in Saving, stasis as away. Set to uh, balanced power usage. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was in stasis too. It wasn't like David and Prometheus that was doing everything no, on the ship, running everything wasn't himself. wasn't chilling the whole time. It was in watching, a box. Watching Lawrence of Arabia movies. <laughs> it was in a box too. Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> came to fight the arrows. <laughs> so, so that's how it starts off. End of episode one, they found, find out that they are a wanted group of pirates, um, killers, thieves, uh, kidnappers, murderers. They're wanted throughout, of, throughout all of space for all these crimes. Criminal deviants. Right. They're basically a mercenary group that goes from planet to planet killing whoever needs to be killed. But they don't have any memory of that. 
So they don't have that personality anymore. So they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not, no, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, who, the, who was the first one to wake me. up? Your will be named number one. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't go by their names that they find out who they are um, via computer archives or whatever. Yeah. Um, they just go by the order, the name themselves in the order that they woke up out of stasis. So one through six. Um, but a little entertaining show, not nothing spectacular. It's on the sci-fi. It's one of those Canadian shot science fiction shows. Seem, they seem to be pretty good at turning those out with Defiance and BSG mm-hmm. and all the other Star stuff. That's what you, you said it was, uh, and I agree, is sort of a mix of uh, Firefly mixed with Farscape, that type of thing. Yeah, a lot that's of the same of, kind of odd yeah. drivers. They got to stay one step ahead of the law, you know. Um, like Firefly, a lot of same, uh, a lot of stuff flowing over from other movies. And at the end of the day, there's nothing really original. I, I'm six episodes in. It's just kind of a cool thing to watch, mm-hmm. and I can do it's laundry. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's just okay. Not a uh, super cerebral show. <laughs> no, no. A lot of cliches, like they've got a I'll be in my bunk guy. Um, <laughs> Jane Gum. Yeah, yeah. So, the Ballad of Jane. Jane Cobb. Jane Cobb, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they've got the tough guy, they've got the intellectual, they've got the serious guy, they've got the ninja guy, they've got the hard veteran captain who's female in the show, um, and then they've got the tech-savvy teenager that does all the computer stuff. and Pretty much everything that Firefly had. Yeah. Pretty so much the same thing. Same thing, yeah. but uh, entertaining, nonetheless, Flute so like far. Anyway, um, cool. it has been picked up for... Season two. I think there's a lot of stuff on sci-fi I've never seen because I've never watched that shit. Yeah. That and I've, I have that channel, but every time I, I tune to it, it's it's either a repeat of something or something that's like, I have no idea. What and do they is. do the Sharknado shit? <laughs> they, uh, they very might well. Let's see. Either that or the Nat Geo channel, whichever one of them is. Sharknado. Sharknado. They're up to what? Sharknado 3 or 4? Yeah, 3 is already out. It was out Sharknado months ago. Sharknado 3. Time to flee. <laughs> <laughs> Sharknado uh, 5. We're still alive. I could write Sharknado these. mates piranha. That's right. <laughs> Why does it not say you can watch it now on Prime? I actually have all three of them DVR'd upstairs. Um, they were coming on and somebody wanted to watch them while we played poker. We ended up not watching them, so they're just sitting there from months ago. <laughs> in hypersleep. <laughs> Chilling in hypersleep. <laughs> Waiting to be woken up. That's right. Han Solo. Carbonite. <laughs> oh, speaking of Han Solo and Star Wars, supposedly tomorrow is the new trailer. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Coming out. I think it's going to be debut tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. They're supposed to have a... a Star Wars themed Monday Night Football broadcast. Are you ready for some Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> that seems kind of lame. Yeah, well, here, you know, NFL, you know why. NFL is pulling out all the stuff. ESPN is owned by Disney. Disney. There you go. <laughs> Help the ratings for Monday Night Football. Release the Disney, Disney Star Wars trailer. Yeah. Sharknado comes on sci fi. So I saw a thing on Facebook this morning that says, hey, just a reminder that uh, the pink week or month or whatever it is for NFL does not does not raise any money for breast cancer. It's just a way for the NFL to make it appear 
like they back or supporting breast cancer or whatever. So I, I didn't know if that's true or not, but I always thought it was like, hey, there were some type of fundraiser or kicking in some money or whatever, but it's right. just a show of support. So social awareness. Well, and th- th- it's because they have been and they get out to sell all... a lot of pink jerseys. Yeah, and <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, it, that's what it is about. And none of that, I don't think, none of that money goes. It all goes into the coffers, and it's 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 one of those things that the NFL they're trying everything they can to try to get more female viewers. And they're having mm-hmm. trouble because their players cannot stop hitting their wives and girlfriends. <laughs> and I'm beating their women. Knocking them out and dragging them into elevators. <laughs> as they're, you know, as they're... That dude, that dude is still not playing in the NFL. He's been being reinstated and nobody will touch him. Well, no. good for them. I mean, the up. NFL's Pink October, this is on Vice. Um, the NFL's Pink October does not raise, so it's a whole month, does not raise money for cancer research. No. They make that money, though. I mean, that uh, that's why I can't stand, like, that Susan G. Komen Foundation. So it's just about selling The Susan G. Komen, they are about awareness. Right. They donate 3% or less of all that money they c- collect from walkathons and marathons and stuff right. like that. 3%. And their their board of directors, they are, like, they're living high. Oh, no, I can't stand I, I I see that. I almost want to just, like... Throw, throw red paint on them or something. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, it's a, this whole awareness thing. It's a, it's a code word for, we're not really donating shit to the cause. <laughs> we're, we're making bank fools. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're just raising awareness for the cause, although we're not really supporting the cause. They need to find their own cure. We're making money, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know this is pink, all about the Benjamins. Do you like, know how many pink jerseys we sell every it's year? It's like the pharmaceutical industry. It's like, why would we cure cancer when we can make money forever? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I, I think, I feel like everybody's aware of breast cancer now. I feel like we've saturated that like yeah. no one can uh no, there's not anybody out there that's like breast cancer i never heard of that what that's, is that what are the what yeah earl have you ever heard of breast cancer every time i touch them titties <laughs> I think of it. yeah that was i was i was fairly shocked i thought that that was their one uh piece of redemption for nfl after all the wife beatings and drug <laughs> binges and murdering and shit I thought they had one thing out there, maybe that they had redeemed themselves. Yeah, we can, we cannot stop our our guys from treating these girls like pinatas. What breast cancer? How can we make money off of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We pull women in because we care about their boobies. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the new minority report? Has <laughs> <laughs> <And> somebody? <laughs> we got to keep her going. <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, they're, they're not going to check themselves. <laughs> yeah. Check for bumps. So that's a in, uh, at least a close enough of, of a segue. It's been two, three, three weeks, maybe four weeks since we talked about FanDuel. It's probably been four weeks. Mm, yes, but recent news. Well, on the way to getting outlawed, <laughs> Brian. I want to since you missed all the fame and glory on the golden age of TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Tim Cook, he, if you steal my thing about <laughs> FanDuel, fuck you too. He, he, Brian called this when we was talking about it. X episodes ago right. is that we was talking about this first and Brian's time, first, first thought was that 
man, they should never went big with this. They're going to get they're going to get lawed out of existence. And sure enough, yep. Brian, what happened? As a matter of self deprecation, this is not be me be being a genius. It is simply a repeat of the poker thing, which I was highly involved in poker Kings or whatever and followed that super closely. Cause I did care that that was on its way to becoming illegal and eventually was, but the, so it's the, there's two things. There's the big scandal where they use the insider information for that, that guy to win $350,000. Yeah. There's the Vegas, the Nevada ruling that it is indeed gambling in, of course, it competes with the casinos. They're going mm-hmm. to outlaw it. So they have, the to, Nevada, they, they have to license, get licensed. Yeah, which the if Nevada they get Gaming Commission has... In the state of Nevada, they have to admit that it is the gambling. And once you yeah. set that precedent, yeah. stick a fork in me, I'm done. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> so is now, on the table. Yeah. Now, and, and um, it was the NPR thing that I was listening to. Was it yeah. Saturday morning? Was it yesterday morning? I shot you that screenshot. Yeah, yeah. But it was the NPR thing guy that whoever the guest was that was on there and talking about this was like why the the interviewer was like why do you feel like now that they're he's like have you seen their marketing campaign <laughs> they are rubbing it in the faces of everyone yeah that it, it and it's an easy moral issue to attack he's like they're putting it out there like look at how much money fucking money we're making <laughs> right. well and it makes yeah. me wonder because I was thinking about Millions. that and it's, like, it's not like they're stupid. Is maybe that they knew that, say, hey, guys, this is getting more and more popular. We need to go big and make our money now and then cash out and off to Aruba. <laughs> right. Well, there could be it some of that. Like yeah. party poker or whatever right. and just get snuffed. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, go big or go home. Let's just let's I w- get I a would... shit ton of money into it. Make a ton out the door. I believe there's a lot of validity to that because they have hit it so hard and so heavy on the advertising starting this year. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe they saw the writing on the wall and, and said, everybody let's, jumped in. Let's, with them. let's push and let's let's make it while we can yeah. until it's outlawed. And yeah, I, 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 think, I, I think totally that's what agree with them. It shouldn't be outlawed. That you should be able to do this. You can do it with people. Everybody I know does it with their friends. There's money involved. Oh yeah, doing pools and stuff like right. that. Yeah. I mean. The poker thing should not be outlawed. Like you can't, but it's an easy moral target. Well, oh, it's like it's the gambling, whole and we're gonna go after it. And now you got all you four or five Republicans. The state of California, I think, has two investigations they've launched in the last month. It's, oh, they're the done. FBI is investigating. FBI. This. <laughs> there's several senators that have started a, a senatorial investigation. I mean, it's. The shit's coming from nine different directions. you can't turn on anything without seeing a freaking DraftKings or FanDuel ad. I think if they would have never gone big, they ten years from now they'd still be doing what they were doing previously. I had never even heard of it, yeah. and it's not like I'm completely unsavvy <laughs> about what's going on in the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'd never heard of it. I knew about fantasy sports, but right. I had no idea that they'd put the twist of, this is going to be for like a day or for a oh. week, and then... And it's like man, it was that is, instantaneous money. this year, this season, and that's why I think you, you could have some validity in your point about it. You know, let's just let's just cash in now because I mean it was instantaneous. The first thing I did when we when when I re upped my fantasy league, uh, my fantasy football league for this year, that was it. There was DraftKings freaking ads, and it's almost like it's built into the site now about DraftKings, and then the the uh, the fantasy. And I mentioned this in an earlier podcast. The fantasy, uh, you know, advice that I listen to and podcasts and stuff on, for fantasy football, they are just talking about DraftKings right and left on there. And and people, uh, Matthew Berry, one of the big uh, fantasy guys, 
people were slamming him for selling out to this. And was that know, on ESPN? Yeah, he's well, they, and they had ESPN, ESPN just recently. They had to distances and sort of cut ties with. It's like we cannot talk about these two companies anymore because it of the it started to look like collusion. Yeah, you know, and it's like they're that's well, they're pushing the agenda for it. They're you know, pushing yeah. the agenda for it, and. I'm just interested in how this is all going to shake out with all these companies, like the NFL and all these companies putting <clears throat> millions of dollars of investment Didn't in Disney these two. Put two hundred million in. Yeah, and yeah, it's Disney like, invested in it how themselves. Is, how yeah. is this going to shake out if this is suddenly illegal? Those guys are going to be in the negatives Foot. on their. They're it's like, Foot. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. sorry, I'm in the Bahamas, baby. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thanks for the cash. <laughs> yeah. I am taking all this in golden weed. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out but the the big thing i really think the big thing they're they're going to go after is it's unregulated it's not licensed it is gambling and then that dude that the one of their employees used that i don't know how it works but they said he was able to use because he had visibility into who was betting on who and what game was going to be whatever and he won three hundred fifty thousand dollars the day after he utilized that because they were they didn't let them play inside their own company, no. but they go to competing companies with that knowledge. FanDuel and, and DraftKings It's like, yeah, it's exactly right. It's insider right. information. They would have a pretty much a lock. Right. Yeah, he, he just like, score. Yeah, he, <laughs> I, I can't remember which one he worked for, but he worked like for DraftKings and, and then did he it betted it in on FanDuel yeah. and won, you know, big 350 time. grand in one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a lot sure. of money in motion, dude. And you know yeah. what? It's like, I'm sorry. Was that wrong of me? <laughs> I did not realize. I am an in, honest. In man. his defense, did he sign a contract not to do it? Nope. Is there any law? Against they let him. They said nope. you can you, you can't gamble on our site, but you can go over to the competitor and do all you want. Right. Yeah. And they and they now know, they stopped that. Both both companies have said you can't even do it either one. And which is cover their butts. To me, know? that goes back to what Brian was just saying. It's like. Are you guys stupid? <laughs> and just, it's got to be an obvious cash out. It's like, okay, these guys, they were here. Just let make some cash and then we're out the door. I don't you know. know. It'll be $350,000? Yeah. Wow. Oh, some of the top prizes in a lot of those games. They're, they're millions. And I, yeah, I, saw millions, a couple, yeah. I saw a couple of articles. I don't know how it works. Is that they was uh, talking to somebody. Did, I didn't read the whole thing, but uh, they were in doing an investigative journalism on these two companies. And they said... Is it a sucker's bet? Yeah, sort of like the lottery because very few people hit any kind of payday. Yeah. It's almost like a MLM or something, you know? Yeah. yeah it's Well, it's got to be. I mean, that's why all that money's got to be there, right? It's well, like any type of gambling. It's, yeah, you're going to have a lot of people that are sad and somebody at the top who's going to make some money. Which I even think that it's a greater scam than, than online poker because online poker has a uh, a rake. Right, so um, the house is going to make money, but the house, the house doesn't, always makes money. But the house doesn't care, or do, doesn't make more money by everybody losing. They just make more money by everybody playing. Playing, more. right? Mm. So, and I don't know. It seems like though that let's say in a pool of hey, this weekend's pool, and put everybody puts in fifteen dollars that. The one person wins, and then everybody else loses, and there's some big chunk in there, which I guess it makes it akin to a rake, but it seems like it's a lot more than what they were making off poker, which they were making a ton of money off, off poker just because of the activity. I think FanDuel and DraftKings, they, they get 20% mm. 
That's a big cut. Yeah. That's a big of cut. The things that are being played. Yeah. Well, and two, with, uh, you know, with the fantasy game, the unpredictability of, of sports. So what happens is if everybody's betting on the major players and those major players just happen to have an off week that week and, and stink, and somebody out there bets on some minor players, then they are the ones that go off and, and score – uh, big fancy points, and then, so that person you have all those people on their on your team. Well, then you win, but you may be one of a very small minority, and the rest of the people that the majority of people that betted on the on the on the on the better stud players lost, you know, lost just totally yeah. stunk. And so that money, then what happens to that money if there's if the pool? I mean, they they line it out to where there's one through how many you know that get money. Uh, and different levels, you know, there's only like the first, second, third place to actually get big money on, on those bigger games, and then it starts dropping, you know, heavily from there. But still, when your whole, when you double your money back goes down to some of those ones to the like the the five thousandth person, you know. Well, and you th- yeah. you compare it to like horse racing, basically the same thing. Yeah. No, that- horse racing is pari mutual. It's totally different. Oh, okay. I did not realize that. Yeah. Horse racing. But what is what is that? Horse is, racing. Me and you are betting on each other against each other, and then Ron comes along and he sees your bet and my bet via the odds and says, "No, I think this horse um, will beat those odds, or this horse won't beat those odds." So oh, all I the three you. of us are betting against each other and taking different tactics to do so, and just bait. And then the the vig comes down, and the, I say vig all the time because I love horse racing, but vig is they just take a percentage out for operating costs and, hey, we own this track mm. and blah, blah, blah. And that's it's how we make the, our the, money. The little bit of grease. Right. And then um, something happens, uh, results occur, and then everybody settles up. Oh, And okay. there's a ton of math on the other side so that no matter <clears throat> if, if a horse starts getting more heavily bet, that's where the odds come down. That's where the – if starts, let's say a horse starts off 50 to 1, Everybody starts betting really heavily. That horse isn't getting better, but that horse's odds will then become twenty-five to one, ten to one, and five it can vary to one. every race. Every right, right, um, and the amount of people that are betting on that or betting on their pre, the horse's previous history, and then all the track conditions, everything. Um, but the the that horse's odds to win are dictated by the amount of people betting on it to win. And oh, so we're okay. all betting. So it's situational. Right. So it's that's the parimutuel thing versus the gambling is we don't know the, the results are going to be determined by some random event. Um, and then that and, – and you're not and you're against a house. In horse racing, there's just the VIG. They just take their cut. They have zero interest who wins or loses. Um, and they move on. And there's no, uh, there's no odds. Like, you know, gambling – Every type of game has a different percentage that the house automatically wins, um, and I guess to a degree, the the vig can vary from track to track. Maybe um, I don't know enough about that side of the business, but it is it is literally the skill or lack thereof of everyone involved in betting on the horses that determines the odds and the payout and all that other stuff. I did not know that. Um, I don't think though that FanDuel and all that stuff is set up like that. I don't I don't know how it how it's constructed to. Right. And well, and they, how do they get there? You know, who is based upon a salary cap, uh, you know, so it's every player is valued at a certain dollar amount based upon how well they think they will do. So obviously a, a major player, an Aaron Rodgers, Green, you know, the Green Bay Packers quarterback or Tom Brady, 
you know, those, you know, the stud players are, are high dollar amounts. So you can only have so many of those. They may say, for example, you have a, what is it? A $50,000 budget and Tom Brady might be $9,000 for, for him for that week. So he eats up almost a, a fifth of your budget. If you pick him as your quarterback, you have to have a quarterback and then two, like two running backs and three wide receivers and a tight end and a defense and a kicker. Uh, no, no kickers. They don't do kickers. They just do defenses. Um, just kickers. Yeah, who cares? Uh, <laughs> yeah. When they're not busy hitting chip shot uprights, yeah, they're a dime a dozen. Um, and really, truly, statistically wise, to kick, kick, you know, the great kicker versus an average kicker, there's not going to be that much of a difference. No difference. There's not yeah. a much Which difference. Which drives you know. me. That's drives me crazy about all the kicker controversies. Over a hundred kicks, they're almost all the same. <laughs> yeah. There's like, there's the pressure kicker. Every once in a while, that's greater under in the sure, playoffs. Or yeah, whatever. the top top kickers are better under pressure. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. but typically they all kick at the same percentage from the same distance. Yeah. They all make it almost the same percentage of the time. Yeah. yeah, but well, because it's it's like shooting a layup to a certain degree, and there's more variables because you're not just shooting from the free throw line. But it's something that you don't really, really have to worry about somebody blasting you. You have to put it through the uprights. Yeah. That's your job. And, yeah. and you see kickers all the time. They'll go through a shitty phase and they get fired. Well, another team knows statistically now they're going to come to us and they're going to do right. this fine. Yeah, our kicker just you know twisted his, his ankle. So we'll Let's bring this on. guy in and use him. He'll for, be fine. And he yeah. kicks <laughs> just fine. Yeah. 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 So, but anyway, that, you know, the whole salary cap thing is you know, who who makes those calls on which what's the dollar amount of this player based on how well we think they will do or they won't do, and it's based on who they you know what team they're on and who they're playing that week, what de- what defense they're going against, and then you know a lot of it's just arbitrary you know best guess you know, they can use statistics all they want, but it, this isn't baseball where there's 162 games you know so statistics play out in a greater percentage over the length of that time that many games. When you're talking 16 games, you know, in the season, into one week, one game a week, statistics don't play in as much, right. you know, to the deal. So it's, it's a, a lot harder. It's a snapshot. Yeah. You know, and the whole saying of any given Sunday, one dude can, greatest player in the world can have an off day and just, you know, stink it up. And then the little no-name dude can have a stellar day, you know. Yeah, so and here's how, there's the, there, the gambling always involves control elements. So, for instance, with, if you're going to bet the line, right, so the, the handicappers, in um, Vegas, they set the lines, and they set the lines. There's a ton of very difficult math that goes into it. But the, what they want to do is take an attractive team to bet for, where if it's, it was paramutual, everybody's going to bet every weekend on uh, the Patriots, right, if it's paramutual, because they're probably going to win. Now, your return would be really close. It might even be just over a one-to-one, which you get your money back plus a tiny little amount because you're splitting up the, the the people that took the other side of that particular bet. But what they the Vegas people do is they say, okay, uh, <clears throat> the Patriots are going to play Dallas. So what we do is we put the line at where we feel like a lot of the people are going to vote for the Patriots because they think the Patriots always kick ass. But if we think that where we believe the game's going to come out based on all the stuff that they do – that Dallas will do just enough to make everybody that bets on the Patriots lose because we get a lot of money if that's the case because we're the house for all this money. Yeah, so they, right. they they do introduce control elements, and that's what made me think of that is you're, okay, guy's worth $9,000. That's your control element. 
what's he why is he not worth five thousand why is he not worth eleven thousand yeah because there's some super complicated math going on there mm-hmm. everybody's going to want to take him but he's going to be so expensive that the rest of your team's going to suck right and so th- that's where it becomes gambling because they are maneuvering things in a way that will make the suckers go and give the people that are quote unquote have some skill all the money and then they get the they get the stuff on the other side. Yeah. That's that why makes I'm, sense. That makes sense. So that's typically where you're betting against the house and there's control elements introduced that force things to kind of be a, a coin flip and you're you're really random things how become meaningful. How could I wonder how these two uh, DraftKings and FanDuel got these major players to invest so much money. So it showed them their cash flow, I'm yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But how could the, them their lawyers not look at this and said, hey, guys, remember party poker? Yeah. No, I, that's when we started talking is, about Or that. unless they presented it, it's like, okay, we have a window of opportunity here to make X amount of money. And they just showed them and said – what are the we ran the odds on what the likelihood on how long it's going to take us to get shut down? So let's go big or go home. Let's just go big, and right. we can make X amount of money. Everybody, you invest this much, you'll get this much back return on your profit. And if we get shut down, everybody wins. And I will be. I bet I you bet, that that's what they did. Yeah, and I'll bet if the FBI ever is able to get a hold of this information, we will be fucking shocked at how little money on this is actually paid out. They just pay it out in ways that it makes it look like that guy won two fifty, that guy won a million, and for every million that gets paid out, probably ten million goes in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Just like real casinos, oh, yeah. yeah. just like casinos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, casinos operate on a very in this because they're regulated and blah blah blah. But their take their take home isn't what you would think. They just make there's so much money involved that it's profitable. It's just yeah. over time. They're just right. raking in this amount of money yeah, every all they day because they always hour, they always win. And, and you right. can go. There's a list, right? Like Pagal has the lowest lose rate. I think it's at like a two or three percent. So you're you're going to lose over to, you know every period of time, however you want to interval of time, however you want to measure it, you're going to lose two or three percent of your money. Um, and, but you're always going to lose over time, right? where poker great poker players and great people that bet on horses win for decades for 50 60 70 years if they play it correctly because of the skill that they're able to yeah they do the numbers and they know when to ditch bad hands and right what a a smart bet over time is that you may have a bad run but over time you're going to be profitable yep so I I wish that poker online poker was legal. I FanDuel, fuck it, I, you know people want to do that. It probably needs to be regulated, yeah, um, and yeah. investigated. But I think at the end of the day, they're probably gonna make it illegal. Yeah, so easy moral it's coming. victory. It's coming. Well, I just don't see how they can justify making something illegal, but state lotteries are legal. Because you want to talk about taking a whole bunch of rubes to the cleaners i know and but i'm okay now I i'm only, fine with it too but it's I like how can you how it. can you justify this but no that's wrong because a very small percentage of that actually makes it into somebody's pocket other than the programs involved like education like if texas man we if texas didn't have the state lottery and all the money it pumps into education dude we'd be having to do some serious rejiggling of <laughs> how we come up with our, our school money. Yeah. Rejiggling. <laughs> That's the way I 
That's a technical term I'd like to use. Yeah. Let's rejiggle but that money. The rejiggler. I actually, a couple of years ago, went and looked. All the stats and the pay rates and the money flows are all online. You can go take a look at it. So a huge portion of that goes to education and states general fund and emergency funds and stuff like that. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then, you know, whatever the percentage is, 4 or 5%. Yeah, the payoff's pretty into, low. Yeah. Know, for us. And, and a huge percentage of the money is returned to actual winners. Um, so yeah, I'm okay with that, but I don't know. The FanDuel probably thing needs to be regulated. It is gambling. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not just, uh, was it, they, well, they, their excuse, it's a game of skill. Cause. Well, it, it is to a for certain, a super f- small percentage of the people playing it. Most people have enough. no, well, the same thing with poker too, right. is that. You know, just because you watch World Series of Poker on the weekends doesn't mean you know how to play <laughs> poker. Right. And and people who are skilled in it, they knew that, and they would rake them in. It's easy money. Look at all these suckers. <laughs> just more donkeys. Yep. <laughs> donkeys. Um, hey, we haven't talked about Blind Spot. No. I haven't watched last week's episode. I've been too, too busy. Oh, okay. I did. I don't know. If I you did. did. We, no, I did. You did. We can talk about it. I don't know if I watched it either. Last week's episode. I think we could probably talk about previous episodes because they're pretty much the same. <laughs> I'm cer- I'm starting to cast my cast my <laughs> my eyes pretty much the same. further afield. He's going to go minority report on it. How yeah. many episodes have, are we in now? It's four, I believe, three or four. Uh, it's three in. I've only seen two. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, three yeah. in. Tomorrow yeah. so, I'll be four. Yeah. 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 The, okay. I'm, I don't I'm, know if I've seen the third one I'm, either. I, I haven't. I am. Not impressed. I'm really not impressed. It's very sort of thin story for me. Uh, Well, there's got to be. They've got to pick up the pace. That's what the acting, the 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 main Weller Keller Smeller. Uh, Joseph Heller. He is. Yeah, Joseph Keller. uh, Joseph Heller. Yeah, he wrote Catch Twenty (laughs) Two. Helen Keller. That's pretty much this dude. He he's very yeah. He's very he's very much such a yeah. Helen Keller impersonation. Spits into the hand water. Uh, he's very much sort of a one note sort of character. Very, very wooden. And, yeah. And the girl, uh, the girl, she's uh, he's there to look and grimace. Yeah, and she is there to kick ass and then trembly. Are we friends? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much. That's pretty much what yeah. she does. And and, that, and that. I told you that's my that's my big thing with it. Like if she's a badass, she's a badass. Let's do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, if she's not a badass, then she can't be around going around Navy sealing people in the throat and shit all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it, it, it's but then crying about it later. It, it's just I'm still. It's like, man, could you not have sent me a Western Union telegram <laughs> of what's about to happen instead of going to all the trouble of tattooing this chick up? I mean, and making us figure this I shit hope, out. I hope when we find out why she's tattooed up and why that's all done, that it's. I hope so because it's. I'm to not me, it's horribly like, stupid. Yeah, to me, it's like, man, they're. It's not. It's not. I'm not bowing out yet. Getting, I'm starting to look at the train schedule for bowing out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and points unknown. I, I haven't bought a ticket yet to bow out, but I, I'm starting I will to be look on at the it. A train of bowing out. I'm starting to plan. I'm starting to plan my vacation time for bowing out, Colorado. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one of those shows that I could very. I feel like I could just skip it now and just wait till it gets good and then catch it on Netflix or something. 
Well, I hope I just, it. Eh. I hope it blacklists us a little bit, where these first couple of episodes are like, eh, and then something catches, yeah. and then it, it's gone. Hope so. It's not there yet for me. Three episodes in, I'm still. God, there was some other show that I'm DVRing off of the main channels. I can't remember what it was that I haven't had a chance. Oh fuck. Okay, here's what the podcast Uh-oh. is about. <laughs> The Bastard Executioner. Oh, you said it was going to be bad. Un-fucking-watchable. Oh, oh the, really? It's the Kimmy Schmitz of medieval times. <laughs> it is fucking horrible. It can't get its genres straight or something? Or its time period straight uh, or what? It is like... Are they, uh, are they talking modern slang and ancient let's Europe? Let's just... Uh, <laughs> Um, little Johnny um, Needlefingers <laughs> um, does a show, and he wants to make. Uh, he likes Robin Hood, and he likes uh, bad, horrible uh, period novels. It is, dude. It is the shooting. The directing is terrible. It's it's the acting is atrocious, and my God, it has the worst dialogue I've ever seen in a show that is trying to be set in whatever it is like 1300s in England. Yeah, it is fucking terrible. Hey, dude, you want to come over here? It's all. It's not like that. It's not like anachronistic. It's just horrible. Yeah. And the acting, the I, there's no one. I've only, I had to turn it off. I'm halfway halfway through season. <laughs> I'm sorry, episode, halfway through episode one, I had to turn it off and give myself a break the other night <laughs> and go, and I would, I, dude, I like Sutter. Sons of Anarchy always be one of my favorite shows. The Shield, always one of my favorite shows. Bastard Executioner is freaking terrible. Maybe it picks up in episode two. Oh, golly. Hey, so you're just going to not even bother with Well, it. no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force myself. I can only take this in small doses. It's so bad. Wow, like ten minute, ten minute increments. It's like Beethoven wrote a symphony, and it's just uh, one dude banging on a box, and the other guy is rattling uh, some broken nails inside of a coffee can. Oh. It's that that no, that's like that bad. It's that bad. I was just sitting there the other night, and then I, I was laying on the couch in the theater upstairs, and throwing was, up violently. I, I sat up and I was like, "Is this really this fucking bad? <laughs> Have I become jaded?" <laughs> The the only person in there that uh, I liked at all their performance was the um, Bill from um, the, the Mongoloid. <laughs> Bill the Mongoloid, yeah. radical Ron to the rescue. Yeah, yeah. Now he's gonna make fun of Mongoloids. Everyone went on a Mongoloid audience. Was Bill from uh, Bill and True Tenza? Blood? Oh, right. Gotcha. He's, he's in there and he plays and he's actually doing a decent job. But he's in a scene, every scene that he's in, everybody's horrible. Mm. The little band of thieves that is being formed around this one hero guy, none of them can act their way out of a paper bag, and the dialogue is just terrible, 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 terrible. Wow. It's, it's no wonder the trailers, because every time they show, I see a trailer for it, I'm like, this is a weird trailer. <laughs> they're they're oh, they're, they're not showing us anything. They're showing these moving shots and not showing really much dialogue or anything. It's like they can yeah. find a good in segment. an effort Hooks, to not prematurely Hooks. minority report it. Um, <laughs> I looked at Rotten Tomatoes is like it's like a forty seven, which is bad. Movies will get like in the sixties and seventies on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 
it is f- terrible. And I didn't spend too. I just like looked at a couple of places just to see, get a sense if really this is that bad. Let me see if I can find that one article. On oh, no. the bastard executioner. <clears throat> Um, what network is that on? It's, it's on. Um, oh, we need a movie. Oh, we need a a little bit of a movie review when we're done with this. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And I, I took Nicholas to see a movie today. So. Yes, that one. Oh, yeah. The Good. it's a yeah. it's two and a half stars on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> two and a half. Yeah, IMDb has it at three stars out of five. The it is, and that's summer school right there. Terrible. ING, which is that video, former video gaming the review site, oh, I has thought that it was as a, a four-star. I thought that was a bank. <laughs> oh, man, it's bad. Let me see. Let's look at Rotten Tomatoes, some of the comments. So you didn't here. even finish a full episode. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Wow, I watched more of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt than you watched at this yep. show. <laughs> if that's your high water mark. <laughs> wow. How far did you get? How many episodes of Kimmy Schmidt did you go? Two. Two. And that's it. Maybe it turned into an Oscar winner. Uh, they got nominated Emmys. I can't, no, 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 no counting for bad taste. Mm. <laughs> I don't even want to. I don't even want to fuck with this show. I'm. That's <laughs> how bad it is. It's like <laughs> Brian. He, he's not even going to look up anything on it. I, I'm looking it up on that. It's, it's, app. it's terrible. That's awesome. It's uh, has a 49% uh, tomato meter. Critic score and a forty-seven uh, percent audience score. Ooh. Usually, the audience is much usually higher than the yeah because there's yeah. The audience, there's audience a, is actually lower than the critics. On that. I know. Yeah, because usually on stuff that's why. Well, I, I gotta feel like the critics are all Sutter's fans. I mean, he's had he's like had fourteen, fifteen years of just nothing but killing it. And, not, and, knob slobbers. Mm. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, because that's right about Rotten Tomatoes especially, is that I don't really pay attention to the critics. I look at what the audience score is. And then I'll take a look. Because a lot of these critics, they, you know, maybe it's not payola, but it sort of is. (laughs) I don't typically look at any of that stuff. Blindspot has a 66% critics. and In your face. 71% 71 audience. It's almost twice as good as Bastard Executioner. They just barely got their real estate license. (laughs) (laughs) Just barely. And next year, they may not even Uh, survive. I I guess I can't see any of the topics on the Bastard Executioner Rotten Tomatoes because I'm not logged in. Although it has my name there. I don't know. I have an account on this. What the fuck? What is wrong with you? I don't know. But anyway, fuck it. This thing is terrible. <laughs> um, okay, in combination, uh, in reverence, Blacklist, 80% critics, 93% audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bastard execution. It, it was brutal. had some gory scenes in it. I'm, I'm going to do fear. <laughs> yeah, do it. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. So, Martian, I bet, I bet how's Dead. the Martian? I'm going to do Walking Dead first. Uh, the Martian yeah. uh, took my boy to see it today. He's been. He asked me to go see it. I was like, "Where did you hear about this?" Because he's always on YouTube and stuff like that. He said, "Oh, I saw saw a, a trailer for it, and uh, me and my friends have been talking about it." You're talking about a ten year old here. I was like, "And I've heard good things about it." Mm-hmm. Uh, stars Matt Damon. He's 
Right. Gets left on Mars. He's the, he's the Martian. <laughs> I'm, not get, not I'm not really get this guy from the jump. That's the jump. That's a joke. Is that he's the government has spent more money rescuing this dude. Be like, <laughs> if I was a captain of this thing, I'd be like, all right, it's an emergency. Where the fuck is Matt Damon? Get him on the ship, or get him in the helicopter, or get him in the tank. Yeah, because I don't want to have to be the one that's got to come back and get this guy. Yeah, it was a really good. It was directed by Ridley Scott. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was two hour, about two hours, twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it was very. It, it made me feel. It was very much like that movie Gravity. Ninety three percent on the Martian. Yeah, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, which, there's yeah. there's lots of laugh out loud moments. Uh, there's a lot of very serious moments, and it's just really well done. Uh, they mostly did did the science. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I thought it was really well done. They're saying that the science in this is supposed to be even more close and correct than Interstellar, which yeah. Got a couple fairly major yeah, things wrong. Yeah, you, 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 you had your little tirade about that. But no, I, there was nothing in this movie that really bumped me. Uh, it was a little like, well, of course he lives. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, or does he? Who knows? But, you know, it's just one of those things that's like. It, catchphrase for the movie on the marketing is, bring him home. <laughs> <laughs> to meet you. God damn it, Matt. Dude gets left everywhere. I don't know. That's right. The Born it was, Supremacy. On it was Mars. good. It, it was, was good. Excellent movie. Yeah. We saw it in real 3D because it was the only Showtime that sort of worked out with right. coming over to record. So, um, and you know, it's I thoroughly enjoyed it. Nicholas enjoyed it. You yeah. know, if a ten year old enjoys it, you know, because of cool. the attention of a fruit fly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he really. It, it was the the crowd was uh, laughed in all the right spots, and it, was, it had a lot of little humorous moments, a lot of tense moments. And it 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 did as advertised. I was I really enjoyed it. Speaking of what I'm thinking about, speaking of kids, I want to I want to. Tr- we just have a couple minutes before we run out of time. Yeah, um, oh, I'm going to watch a show. I'm going to watch a show with Scarlett, a TV show with her, and it's not a Disney thing or anything like that. Well, close, but I'm going to try it with her. It may be horrible, but I'm going to give it a short a, a shot and her because she thinks she'll like the character. I think she might like the show. The uh, premieres a week from tomorrow. The new Supergirl. Oh, that'd be a cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah now that I, and that's I about the right. That's the tar- that's the target audience. I think so. I looked yeah. at that. That's like that's like you know, that's I like like Dawson that for Chloe too because yeah. I'm sure she'll be. Yeah, that's it. like Dawson's superheroes. It, it's kind of <laughs> seems Creed's like yeah, it seems like it's going to be more near geared toward tweens. Little and that, little yeah, cheesy little. But yeah, I'll watch it just to see how how it does. You know how good it is. But I think she'll love it. What's yeah. it come on CW or something like that? No, it's on <laughs> oh CBS. How we, how I we think how we, it's I think, I think it's one it? of the big three. Yeah, yeah. I think awesome. it's I think it's CBS. So are we really about to run out of time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we by the way, thirty minutes, and now we're in another hour and two minutes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes: Fear the Walking Dead versus Walking Dead. Fear got a seventy-nine percent critics, sixty-two percent audience. Where uh, the walking and that's I guarantee you twenty percent of that two percent or sixty-two percent is doing it just because they're fans. Like they're not going to pan that show because they right. like the other show so much. Yeah, well, and a lot of the stuff I heard before is that while they were the show was going, people were oh it's okay, and then after it goes off, that was <laughs> right. <laughs> Where the regular Walking Dead has a ninety percent critics and a eighty-six uh, percent yeah. audience. Yeah, yeah. And there's no those the distance between the quality of those two shows. Uh, yeah, it's way more than that. It's <laughs> got to be the distance between Archie Bunker and Frank's Place, between Earth and Mars. Yeah. 
bring Matt Damon home. Damn it. <laughs> so, um, new uh, Walking Dead episode tonight. Watch right. it, fools. That's of right. course I will. Because it's good TV as yep. opposed to the other show. All right, Paul, go back to looking at your dick pics. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> what uh, what else is there really in life? <laughs> That's right. Penis Landscapes, here you go. Yeah, Penis. Pen Island. PenIsland.com. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for listening to that segment of the Binge Watch Podcast. You can find us online at www.bingewatchpodcast.com, on Twitter at BingeWatchPC, and on YouTube and Facebook by searching for Binge Watch Podcast.